Alright. Welcome to Horror Comics Podcast, episode 30. Uh, this is a little bit of a different episode, um, as I guess I've been sort of getting used to, but uh, don't worry, I do have, I've got a few things lined up uh, as far as going back to, well, I'll just name one, uh, an, an issue of The Haunt of Fear from, of course, EC Comics, and um, I'll leave the rest to be determined because I've got a few of the old school style books and shows lined up that I'm really excited to get to and just picking stories that, um, and trying to stick to full issues. I feel like that flows better than the, than the episode or I can't remember if it's one or two episodes or however many that I've actually like just kind of bounced around from story to story, uh, from different actual books. Um, that doesn't seem to have the same effect. I, I say the same effect. I, I feel like people aren't really connecting with those as much as like picking a full issue of a book and then just like diving into that. Um, so I've got a haunt of fear, an issue of that coming up that I'm, I'm like started reading the whole issue. Um, and love the whole thing. It's incredible. And I can't wait to do that one. So I've got that coming up. Uh, we're going to continue to, uh, we've already recorded it, but it has not been released yet. Joey and I are digging into Scott Snyder's Witches, of which there are only six issues collected in one volume so far. Uh, there are supposed to be more, but we'll talk about that a little bit more in the episode as it, when it comes out. Um, and then once the Hill House comics come back, we'll you know start digging into that. Uh, DC is slowly... They've, they've got another distribution route, which I think means a lot for the comics industry and people are kind of complaining about it. And I'm like, guys, this opens up out of this uh, more, I don't know, competition in, you know, it was, it's always been diamond that's distributing the comics to, uh, the shops and whatnot. And now they're, they found a new way to sort of do it. And I think that opens up con, uh, competition, which means, I know, and I'm sure there's pros and cons, but like maybe comic shops can like catch a little bit of a break if there's competitive pricing. You know what I mean? We'll see. Who knows how it's going to go? We don't really don't know. It's up in the air. But uh, so we have the Hill House comics that are coming up. DC has announced that they will be shipping those, but there's no specific date. Um, But they've been added to the list of books that will be shipping physically through this alternate distributor. So that's uh, interesting, exciting. We'll see how it goes. Um, hopefully it helps out our comic shops, you know. But with this episode, I actually – I was talking to – at this point, not it, it new, but I guess in the span of life, new. A new friend, uh, Eric, Legendary Bearded Geek. You can find his podcast, Legendary Bearded Geek Podcast. He uh, goes through Anchor like I do. And um, – you know, we just, we, he, he hit me up really through our DC comic squad cast podcast. And, uh, we just started chatting and like, you know, a lot of similar interests, obviously, but, uh, we started chatting horror through Twitter 
and he sent me kind of a, a paragraph that made me say, okay, like this is a, this is a conversation like this needs, this is not like a, um, when it comes to those kind of conversations, I can't do that on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like you, you see people that are just willing to just go blow, to, you know, fisticuffs on Twitter. And I can't do that. I just don't have the patience to sit there and type back and forth constantly. And kudos to those who do. Um, I guess, you know what I mean? <laughs> Depending, I guess, on what you're fighting for. Uh, but also sometimes it's, it's kind of pathetic the way people argue back and forth. Of course we weren't arguing, but regardless, my thing is I'm just lazy when it comes to typing, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and so I was like, dude, this is a really good, what you just said makes me want to have a conversation via podcast. And so I was like, let's, let's come on horror comics podcast. Let's have a break from horror comics and let's talk horror genre. Let's just talk horror. It could be movies. We'll just see where the conversation takes us. And I was expecting, you know, a nice conversation. I was not expecting the length (laughs) at which we converse, but nonetheless, I had a fucking fantastic time talking to Eric and that's about to come up uh, again look on Twitter on on Instagram and look on wherever you get your podcast look up legendary bearded geek uh, and he's got a podcast that he's you know that he's he's restarted he's he's had experience in podcasting and doing the whole twitch thing but he's getting back into it and I'm glad to see that and uh, he's got a fun show that is that is kind of uh, in, in my opinion it's it's very uh, he, he's free. What's the term I'm, I'm looking for? It, it's very, I want to not necessarily stream of consciousness because he knows what he wants to talk about when he goes on there, but it's just not like restrained to any kind of certain thing. Um, out other than like, I, I think it's, it's cohesive in theme, but it can kind of go all over the board of, you know, inner, our, this, whatever nerdy whatever you want to call it type of entertainment whether it be comics or video games or movies or whatever like that kind of thing he runs the kind of the gamut on that and he, he has a great time talking about it and it's been fun to listen to and I actually have he has posted a new episode that at this point I have not been able to listen to yet I've been really behind on podcasts and I'm about to start catching the fuck up because uh, I'm actually pretty caught up on editing and whatnot so uh, regardless, that's the boring shit. It's not what you're here for. I uh, had a great time talking to Eric real quick just for some basic house. We'll call it house cleaning, but also haven't done. I, I don't do ads uh, for nightmare threads uh, as far as like with the normal ads because um, they actually gave me a link, which you'll find down in the show notes. You've got a link that you can follow. It's like a, it's nightmarethreads.com slash uh, some weird characters and then horror comics is at the end. Um, if you follow that and then shop through there, it actually helps out the show. And they were also cool enough to give me a fucking promo code, which is all caps and all one word horror comics. You get 5% off your order and I'm telling you, it, it helps me uh, with the show, with some of the overhead costs, 
um, outside of which I know I talk about in Anchor that, that it's free there. But um, when I'm talking overhead costs, I'm talking about not just hosting. I'm talking about equipment and uh, cables and whatnot. And, you know, obviously my microphones are pretty sturdy. Not going to have to buy microphones for a while. Um but there's just a lot of it costs just back and forth here and there. I, I like to I do run ads on social media and it helps with that, um, you know, and then the ads that you guys suffer through or, or fast forward through um, when you listen to these episodes, that helps with that as well. That's why they're there. Um, and, you know, none of these things pay, you know, I, I'm not I'm not a Joe Rogan. Uh, or anything like that. So they're not paying out big bucks. It's, it's, it's awesome and a blessing and, and incredible to get paid literally anything for, uh, doing the ads and, and these links and whatnot. Um, it's, it's awesome. So I'm not even, I'm not complaining at all about any kind of money amounts. I, it's ridiculous that I'm getting any kind of money for doing this stupid stuff that I do. Um, and then also the not stupid things like having these awesome conversations with my friends. Um, but you know what I mean? Doing dumb voices and just fucking talking to myself into a microphone and editing it all together. Uh, it's just crazy that you can make any, literally any amount of money. And trust me, it's low, but it's enough to help uh, with some of the costs of doing running ads on social media and uh, whatnot, uh, the ins and outs and whatnot that are very boring. But um, thankfully, Anchor hosts it for free. You've heard enough about that at this point, and you'll hear it again. And the break in the episode but uh i just I'm, I'm saying all that to say it's just really cool and then this uh, getting to have this promo code through nightmare threads is uh really cool as well because again i love my fucking halloween two shirt but that's actually they don't they don't even sell that one anymore so uh if you want that one or if you saw it before um i'll, I'll try to pull it out the closet and uh, take a picture of it for uh, maybe social media, and if you want that one, maybe send them an email and tell them, hey, Co- Horror Comics Podcast sent me, and I would love for you guys to print this Halloween 2 t-shirt. But uh, that was the one that I, I just loved. So uh, anyway, again, that link uh, in past episodes, I'm going to take it off for this one because it doesn't work, but they still have really good stuff, so go check it out. And again, use all caps, all one word, Horror Comics and you're going to get 5% off your order. And if you follow the link through the show notes, you will help me out immensely. So thank you very much um, for checking that out. And to everyone that's done that so far, I have not really, I mean, I haven't really had time in all of this shelter in place bullshit to, to really watch. I mean, I, you know, I, I always was hoping I was going to get to watch more things, but obviously the kids at home, um, not going to school. So, uh, time is not really there. And at night when I would be able to watch things, um, I've got podcast episodes to edit from the multiple different shows that I do, um, and books to read and review and things that are getting backed up and whatnot on top of just being so fucking tired and wanting to sleep. Um, so there's just a lot of nights where I'm just like, I can't stay up. Like my kid had me up. I don't get to take a nap and uh, I got to go to bed and also sometimes just spend time with my wife, you know? Uh, so it's just kind of like 
it's just been hard, I guess. But, uh, I, I wanted to talk about more, I want to talk more horror movies. Um, and I just, I didn't get to really watch any, but I am, uh, I, I do have, I, I got Shudder. So I'm planning to start digging in there and kind of, um, you know, uh, go in that direction, maybe and, uh, to add some of that in there. A short, not like a big part of the episode, but just, um, find sort of a platform to kind of do like sort of maybe movie reviews or like movie discussions with somebody else, uh, or we review movies. Um, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens again. Time. It's hard to do that stuff. So you have to really schedule it out. Um, I did start, and it's not really horror, I guess it's more sci-fi, but I just start watching Godzilla King of Monsters, uh, and I have not finished it, but, um, what I've watched so far, which is about 45, ish minutes um i mean it looks great it looks great and like the monsters look great and the effects are good but like it's just kind of strange like the the performances are kind of weird you know i mean maybe you don't maybe you disagree that's completely subjective to each viewer i know but like for me i just i felt like first of all kyle chandler i first started seeing him i think early edition was the show that I fucking loved, man, um, back in the day. And he's done like voice acting and stuff too. And he's been in, I mean, he's been in big movies and he, he had, of course, that Friday Night Lights was a huge hit show, um, that he was on. He was Coach Taylor on that. Uh, but he was in Super 8. He was in Argo. Uh, I mean, God, I mean, that's not it, but, uh, oh, it was Year Dark 30. I think he was, um, yeah. think he was in there too but he's been in in a lot of different things and uh i mean i think even including the peter jackson king kong which is interesting because they're about to cross i guess i say they're about to the plan is to cross over king kong and godzilla um we'll see what happens there he was uh, mulholland falls i know that anyway i'm not gonna go through this full thing but he usually to me just feels like like he belongs on t- on TV like I, there's been a things like super 8 where I, to me it works um argo and, I, and some of those movies for sure but like in this one it's it's very TV but it's it's weird because people like Vera Farmiga and uh the girl from Str- stranger things like that whole side of the show it's like it's not up to the quality that you're seeing of like the effects and whatnot, or even the first Godzilla movie that I'm going to say the first, take that back, worded wrong. The one that is the, uh, this is the sequel to, I guess, with Brian Cranston and Eric Taylor, Mark, Brad, Russell, Ted, Joe, uh, Peter, Connor, Carter, johannison whatever the guy's name is uh mark brad bradinson um that version which i liked that movie um enough and but it felt i don't know every it just felt more like a movie uh, as far as the acting on the human side goes this one felt more like tv but like the effects and like the monster stuff looked really good uh, again i'm not very far into it so i haven't even really seen the full like, grunt of like battle and what's going on in the movie um but this is just so far 
it's just kind of weird how unbalanced it feels. Like and again, it's not like terrible with the with the people like in their acting and their. It's just kind of a weird like. It's almost like they expect you to like know these characters before you watched the movie, despite the fact that they never came before. So it's just kind of strange. Um, it's just kind of strange. I don't know. We'll see what happens by the time I'm able to finish it. I'm going to start it over and then try to watch it all the way through. We'll see what happens. But anyway, okay. I'm going to move on and let the, uh, the talking do the talking. That's what they say, right? Anyway, I'll move on. We're going to talk to Eric, legendary bearded geek. Had a blast talking about just horror and the genre, and we talked for a very long time, so buckle up. <laughs> um, and we talk about all kinds of things uh, within the horror genre and like the movies and and then kind of where we got our love of horror and i had a great time so i wanted to share it i know we don't talk really about a comic or necessary specifically comics but um i i wanted to include this as something different some variety and so i did and i had a great time doing it which is why it's here so without further ado here is my conversation with eric the legendary bearded geek I'll be back after the show to give some contact information if you want to be a part of the show. Enjoy. <laughs> so this is like literally the first time we've talked outside of Twitter. Man. Uh, so yeah. like what's going on? This is Horror Comics Podcast, which we're not necessarily talking about comics, but like what are you – like what is your history – your history with horror. What, what What's going on there? How did it start? Where are you at now? Like, build me a story. Tell it to me. Uh, well, actually, I've been watching horror movies since I was fucking – I think my dad – I sat down with my dad when I was about four or five years old and watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And yeah, <laughs> that's a fucking awesome. start right there. Um, yeah, hell of a start. Plus, it didn't hurt the fact that, you know – I was really big into Ghostbusters. So, you know, just the thought that, cool. you know, there are people out there, it, you know, when you're a kid, you think this shit's real. So you're just like, okay, there are people out there to fight these things. So maybe I can be right. one too. So I don't need to be afraid. <laughs> so I just started watching. Then I came across another movie when I was about eight called Monster Squad, which. Oh, yeah. That's a classic for anybody. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was around that time I started getting into the really hardcore horror movies, like, uh, well, hardcore for early nineties, which was like, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy, uh, yeah. Jason, Chucky. I'm never, I never was a fan of Jason so much until, uh, oh shit, Jason Goes to Hell, I think was the one that won me over. <laughs> I like Cheese nice. Factor in my horror. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, like, it kind of breaks it up. Yeah, look, look nowadays, and, and we, I, I want to read the text that you sent me that, like, where I was like, <laughs> dude, we have to talk about this. Uh, but like, you made a good point in it, and I'll get to it, but like, it's like, you know, now a lot of horror movies are very much like, I'm gonna like break into your psyche and get real and like show you something that's truly horrifying. You know, that could really happen. Yes, that's uh, what I don't And there's like. like no cheese factor, at least in the ones that like stand out. There's no cheese factor. It's just like this is going to disturb you to your core. You're going to walk out of the theater or, or after you watch the movie, a different person. And like those are fine. But like it, it is nice to have the cheese factor in 
the horror movies because it, it it almost gives you the sort of like, oh, okay, well, like in real life, everything's going to be okay. You exactly. Know? <laughs> and that's see, see, I have three rules when it comes to horror movies. And okay, first, yes, I wanted to get to that. That's yeah. Go, please, yeah. please lay it down. The first rule with me, you know, I'm a parent. I've got three kids. I don't do yeah. well with child death. The only ones that I yeah. don't mind are the ones that you know what you're getting into, like it or Pet Cemetery. You know, pretty much anything by Stephen King, who I'm a firm believer hates kids, anyways. Um, right. Yeah. If it, unless it's Stephen <laughs> King related, I don't want to. I, I don't think you need to put child death in a movie. And uh, I don't. I absolutely 100% will not do any form of rape in a horror movie. I don't agree with it. You don't need that shit. Uh, yeah, it's I, actually the yeah. reason that I've never finished watching the Hills have eyes remake. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. That that's something that like, I don't know, man, I, I can watch some of the craziest, like goriest, most vile horror movies for some reason. Like rape is one that like, I'm not really willing to like sit through. Yeah, and I don't, I don't really know why. You know what I mean? I don't really have a history with that. Well, um, neither do I. I mean, and and it's just it, it's, but for some reason, and so and again, I think in you saying that too is just kind of like I think that's in the psyche of like it. It's just something that is just utterly like not necessary. It is so wrong and vile on so many levels in real life that like. Just I don't I don't know for some reason that strikes a chord with me and and in movies I'm like I I can do without that I don't need to see that I don't want to see it and I'm probably either gonna fast forward it or just be done with the movie if that's what starts happening you know what I mean like that's well, just like no thanks yeah that was how it was with the hills have eyes the first one um because it was supposed to be a little I know it was an older woman right. playing the part but I think it was supposed to be like in the movie a 14 year old girl and I'm like hold up that's too fucked up right there. Are you talking about like in the like in the RV when they yes. attack and they go in the, yeah no no yeah absolutely that, I yeah. immediately turned the movie off and I have not watched it since yeah and you know I think the only movie that I can watch and I even then I don't really watch the scene it's itself but the only movies that I think or movie uh, I never saw any of the sequels to it but I spit on your grave is probably the only one and that was because it showed her come back. And take yeah. care of these motherfuckers, like right. That was okay. It's like I a revenge. Yes, flick. yeah. That and one she got and yeah, yeah, for sure. That one and the last house on the left. Oh, with the parents. Um, yeah, both the original and the remake. Um, it's it's pretty like both versions. Now that now the original, um, Wes Craven version is it's pretty dated but it, the still the like the rape and the violence is still like abhorrent but it's still about like the sort of revenge aspect but it's weird because there's this other aspect that's very like richard donner superman's like gene hackman and what's his name like where it's like you have the two cops and it's like it's just like, oh yeah weird kind of wacky vibe to it and then you go to like cutting someone's intestines out and like rape. And I don't know if it was supposed to be like, I don't really know what they were trying to do or if they didn't know, but like the remake, um, I guess didn't have that wacky aspect. So it was really just about like this horrible thing happening to these two girls. The one girl survives and like, then it's about revenge and the parents just ripping these people apart. Oh, they, and they did like, just that. Like, yeah, they did a like, brilliant insane. And, 
they were they were fucking doctors on top of it, so they knew yeah. just how to do it and get away with it. Yeah, which I mean, yeah, I don't absolutely. think that I don't think honestly. With situations like that, I've never understood how people can sit there and think that that would be considered a horror movie because the bad guys are the ones getting picked off. As far as I'm concerned, right. I'm pulling for the killers 110% with that shit. I mean, <laughs> I would about right, have been yeah, sitting like, like the parents and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You're instead of yelling at the screen, telling them the killers downstairs. Hey, those motherfuckers yeah. are upstairs. Go get them. Yeah. I'm like, oh God, please don't notice the trip wire. Like, please get on the razor wire and then let the mom like throw your head in a fucking microwave or whatever. I can't remember exactly what happened, but like, uh, it was over the top and insane, but like, it was still nice to like see that sort of revenge that you would want to get. I think I spit um, on your grave had the better revenge tricks pulled out though, like the remake of it. See, I don't think I, 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 I saw the original years ago. I don't really remember much about it, and I know I, I did not see the remake. The remake, if you can fast forward through the brutality scene and just like mm -hmm. skip ahead to where she starts getting the revenge, you yeah. will not be sorry because she, she is like fucking military tactic style. Yeah, that's awesome. What, there's another movie. Okay. And I don't, I, I'm like, I've been. For days, I've been trying to think about what the title was because someone released like um, a compilation reel of like, um, I don't know, just like horror movies that have been coming out. And it actually was Shudder. It's the, the horror app slash channel or whatever. Shudder, um, they made a kind of like compilation of all the different movies that are on there but it doesn't say the names of the movies so i'm like i don't know what to look for come on guys like tell me what these movies are yes yeah, um, exactly and one of them is that i have seen i have seen the actual trailer for this like a year or two ago and it is about a woman who goes on this like sort of vacation with like her husband and his like a few friends and like they all like kind of make passes at her and it, it she's like turning them down like what what you guys doing and it turns into basically they like try to kill her and like she survives and has to like i guess I, I again i haven't seen it so i don't know what the full story is but it's it's like she survives and it's that same kind of idea of like i guess maybe there's rape involved i don't i don't know if it even gets that far but like it's all about her like being injured in all these ways but she like fights back against it and she like makes all these weapons and has to go like try to survive but they're still after her but like it was uh i think it was if i remember correctly pretty well regarded and again i just can't remember the name of the movie so i'm like i think i want to watch it but i'm not sure because i don't want to know you know how brutal it is again that's a weird thing for me but like if it really truly is like a revenge flick like i would like to watch it but just cannot remember the name so I, i'm trying i was trying to look it up as you were explaining it and i can't I can't think. It's not Hush. That's what it started off sounding like when you were no, talking about Hush. I've seen that. Yeah. And where she's, is she deaf in the, like the cabin? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Are you that talking a, about that? that uh, movie. Are you talking about the one where she got married into the family and the family plays a game where she has to run and hide? And if she makes it. No. I'm no, I know what you're talking about though. Not. Yeah. No, the, the one I'm thinking of is like literally like a woman with like her boyfriend or fiance and they go out to like some like desert type of like, I don't know, like, I guess it's a vacation home that this person has. And like his buddies are there 
and like it's like three other guys or something like that and like they're like making a pass at her and like each trying to like get with her and it gets to a point where they're like i don't know maybe it goes too far and she's like not down with it of course and they try to like kill her uh, by like pushing her off a cliff or something and she like survives but I, I, again i just can't think of the name i don't know any of the actors that are in it at all so it's so oh god anyway, that's gonna fucking so, grind my gears I mean, dude yeah it's a newer movie within the last couple of years so um sounds a lot like way. you're next but your next yeah, was a yeah. different that was one that was another one of those revenge type movies where they didn't know what they were the, where the bad guys like bit off more than they could chew when you know you right. find out the yeah. secret about her yeah i liked that movie i was a little bit like i don't know for some reason the the sort of the twist in it i was a little bit kind of like underwhelmed with but overall i dug the movie um and at the time when that came out i was like really into that sort of crew the people that were making like the original VHS and those kind of things. Oh yeah. The original but, uh, VHS was perfect. I didn't care too yeah. much. For, well, the second one was okay. It was okay. Viral. I didn't, I don't even think I finished no. watching it. No, no, no. Yeah. It was not. No, it was not good. It's one of those opinion. movies that it's one of those movies like, which is what a lot of Hollywood horror movies are doing now is like, they like, Oh shit. We had an original idea. It made lots of money. Let's keep this shit going for about four yeah. more movies. No, just stop, man. You're fine with one yeah. movie. Yeah. And they were lucky because it's like they didn't, they, I don't think it's as far as I know, I don't think they went theatrical, at least wide release with no. VHS. Like, that, I think that was a straight up, like, on demand slash yes. straight to disc or, or Netflix or whatever version. And it was just, it was a, you know, a well done, like, anthology horror movie that, you know, kind of wrapped around in the end. Uh, Which anthology good, horror and, needs you know. to come back anyways. I, I firmly believe that we had some pretty solid anthology stories that most people don't know because they didn't make it to the theater. People always want the yeah. big theatrical, but if they actually just go to the store and look at the $5 bin, you can find some gold in there. I mean, I oh, know you, yeah. you and me discussed uh, Trick or Treat. That's a fantastic yeah. fucking movie. Me and yeah, my I wife watched that, that movie a lot. Like, it's... Yeah. And it's comic book related because, like I told you, you know, it's actually based yeah, off. And of I didn't comic realize book. that until you told me. That's cool. So yeah, I mean, and you know, I, I mentioned I had three rules. One rule that I have when it comes to horror movies is like I, we can. I, I'm kind of lenient on this one because sometimes it does play into it, but I don't do too well with dead dogs. Oh yeah, that's a minor. Yeah. That's a minor. But the first two, I don't do rape and I don't do child death. And it's just like nowadays, like you were saying, it's all about the psychological. They push it. They they like yeah. to push it to the point where it's just bad taste. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have you ever seen like what was the movie called? It's it, it's it's years old now. And my one of my buddies that used to live here, and he ended up moving out to LA and like working on movies. Uh, as like props department and stuff like that. And he worked on this movie called fuck man. Oh, they're like all set in a bar of feast. I believe is the movie feast. Oh, that movie's fucked. And yeah. And like the sequels are even, and it's like, but it's very self-aware of what it is. Like it's like over the top and just how can we make it more over the top? And like, you know, they're again, they're like, taking the kid and like eating the kid and like throwing the baby in the air and like eating it's just a crazy stuff like that like in throughout the trilogy or whatever it is an insanity like that but like it's also meant to be like in a 
a comedic, like, well, this is dumb kind of way, but like things that are very serious with that, I think are a little bit, well, we watch that and you're like, oh, that's, well, that's fucked up. But like, you know, it doesn't necessarily look real, but then there's other things like, again, going into, uh, like hereditary where it's Ugh. like, first of all, did not see that coming. When I saw the trailer, I thought the little girl, uh, sorry, spoilers, everybody, but right. like the movie's been out for a couple of years now. Who's so sorry. Can't help you there. But like, I was not expecting the little girl to die. I thought that she was going to be a part of like what was creepy about it. So yeah, that because- changed that sort of the view of the movie. Cause I was like, I don't need to see another little creepy little kid movie. And then they like, fucking take her head off and you're like what the that shit fuck? was so fucking nasty when they showed the next yeah. day and all you see is the head on the side of the road the, head. the maggots exactly and shit. Oh. but but again that's one of those things where it's like to talk about well done and like oh, yeah. the brother that was like driving the car and like his shock in it like that's where it's like okay i kind of have to appreciate like fucking how they did it now it's fucked up and I don't like it. Now, and you're not supposed to, obviously, but like it's it's meant to show trauma and whatnot. But like it showed it dude, perfect. Like he did he did insane. exactly what a normal person would probably do. Yeah. First off, he was coming off of being high and he yeah. was already freaked out because she was already like not being able to breathe and he was rushing. So all of a sudden, you know, this happens and you you know, like he knew what had just happened. And he didn't even bother to turn around and look back. He just kept right on going, got out yeah. of the car, didn't look in the back seat, and waited. Like he knew. And the fact that 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 guy was so young and he played that part so well, damn sure going places, yeah. man. Yeah, no, and he's been. I mean, he's been popping up and stuff everywhere too. Like it's pretty crazy. But yeah, I mean, that's where you like. So let me just go back to the tweet that like, or not the tweet, but the message that we were uh, talking about that like kind of sparked the conversation. Cause that's a good, I mean, that's a good jumping off point. Um, let's see where, let's see. We were talking about, it was the remake conversation. Yeah. yeah, You mentioned, let's see. It was trick or treat that kind of started that conversation and you were talking about how it wasn't, or how it was a comic and I didn't know that. And you were like, but you know, it seems like people want gore porn these days, which is like what I remember happening when like the movie, like when hostile came out and like saw, and that was like the thing that was like, it really was like gore. Just how like crazy can we get? Now we did Not that like, there weren't movies in there that I enjoyed, but yeah. you know, that's just what it kind of took over. That's what sparked that conversation. Well, me and my wife and, enjoyed the hostile movies. She's actually got the uh, elite club, the the you know the bloodhound tattoo they get yeah my wife actually has that tattoo because of that movie oh really <laughs> I enjoyed the first one it was the the next two I you know not as much but like um the second one had the clever the, ending I don't remember how the second one ended now I'm I'm trying to think because I remember it had like the same uh a couple of the same people and like the second one was the one with the the girl actually got out of the chair and put the guy in the chair and he used the c word which she didn't like and the the group spoilers again sorry the uh the people came into the room told someone well the only way that this can be ended is if one person walks out of the room and you know, the guy in the chair called her the C word, which she didn't like. And she took a pair of shears and chopped his dick off and fed it to the dog, <sighs> talking about let him bleed to death and just walked oh, right Jesus, out of the room. Jesus, no, I don't remember that. 
<laughs> oh god. Yeah, that would too yeah. I, sorry if that's a spoiler, but you know, that's one of those things like it was one of those like all fucking right. Yeah, I did I just I know I watched that movie and I just don't remember that part. That's crazy. Um but you were okay, so we were saying like uh okay, so I was telling you that I hadn't really been keeping up with like current horror movies and I'm kind of out of the loop. Uh, and you were talking about how it was just like remake after remake and, you know, to switch it out from time to time, they put out another remake. Um, and so I mentioned, I was like, well, there are these like movies, these kind of like indie, I guess, uh, pushed movies, if you want to call it that. Like, uh, I guess it's indie studios, but who knows these days anyway. But regardless, you have movies like The Witch and Hereditary, which in the tweet or in the message, I spelled it Gereditary for some reason. Uh, I knew what also, you were talking uh, about. That. I was yeah, like, okay. yeah, clear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gereditary, the sequel to Hereditary. That's uh, geriatric, folks. But no, it's mid, <laughs> and then you had Midsummer, and like there's like those directors. Dude, I'm not ready for Midsummer uh, again. No, my wife loved and, it. That shit was fucked. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of what it is. And so the tweet that, or the, okay, I keep saying that it wasn't like it was a public thing. It was a private message. We were talking to each other and you were like, what grinds my gear? It, my gears is that they don't even improve the remakes. Rob Zombie turned my favorite franchise into a glorified snuff film, which pissed me off. Child's play was just a fucking joke. And don't even get me started on Nightmare on Elm Street. The witch was great. Uh, even if it did break. Uh, one of my three rules of horror, as did Hereditary. Uh, thank you for spelling it right, unlike I did. Uh, I still need to watch Midsummer, but Hereditary, as good as it was, made me feel dirty as fuck. Exactly. Yeah, like now that I've that's what's crazy about the movies. Yeah. Since I since I sent that message last night, me and my wife watched Midsummer, and yeah. at first there were, there were so many parts in that movie that I was just like, okay, this is not nearly as bad as Hereditary, which even still to the end wasn't as bad as Hereditary, like as far as being fucked up. But yeah, it was it was it's a good movie. actually that you say that like it's kind of similar, like not really. I mean, a, kind of a similar storyline. But anyway, continue. Sorry, I. I oh I no, no, you're there. fine. You're fine. I think I, I was done. I mean, it's just I, it was it was actually a really good movie, but it was still that. Had a whole bunch of what the fuck moments. Yeah. And, and, and her, like Midsummer is very much like, uh, like nothing crazy really happens until like the end. And it, and it's just then a series of like, well, okay. Now that, now that we're stumbling up, they start stumbling, stumbling upon the p plot. And that's what like really is like the end of the movie. You start seeing all the things like the boyfriend and like, or the, I guess, I can't remember if he's like supposed to be the fiance or whatnot, but like it was just you, a boyfriend. Hate him. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I hated he's him. Just completely an unlikable character, like on purpose. It's just like, well, yeah, they made like, they made a lot just, of people like that. Like I think, yeah, uh, the 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 one dude that looked like uh, I'm not gonna, I don't want to say too much, but uh, not the one that brought them to the place, but the other white guy that was his roommate. I didn't like him from the start. He was just a dick, uh, trying yeah. to convince him to leave, leave this girl. And, you know, me and my wife, like, we're trying to figure out, you know, there was at the very beginning of the movie before they went on their trip, he made one comment talking about some, Oh yeah, she thinks she's going, but she's not going. She accepted, right. but she's, not. I'm like, but what the fuck are you trying to say, yeah. dude? Cause like you see her the next scene and she's on the fucking plane with him. And I'm just like, right. What are you saying, dude? Yeah. Like, how the fuck is this a thing? 
Yeah, it's like he refused to like tell her that they were like, going on the trip, and like he wouldn't mention it because he didn't want her to come. And then like it just kind of like happened. Now, I, okay, so uh, before I actually saw Midsummer, I actually read the script, uh, and it was a version of the script that was, I mean, pretty much the same as the movie, but a little bit, a little bit, le- I guess, longer, maybe like a little bit less cut down. So there were more details in scenes like that. Um of like, you know, him and her before they went on the trip and all that stuff and more of like the uh, discourse, but in their relationship, not that you needed more discourse because you just realize he's an asshole. Oh, yeah. But like, and like ignoring, not ignoring her trauma, but kind of discarding it really. Yeah, he like, did. He did. Like literally she, yeah. she, you know, she went through what she went through. I'm not going to say what it was for people that haven't seen it, but yeah. she went through what she went through. Like literally the day before he goes and checks on her is like, okay, well I'm just going to go to this party for about 45 minutes. Like, dude, no, right. she's your girlfriend. If you really give a shit, fuck your friends, stay yeah, here, right. rubber back yeah. for a little bit. Let her know it's going to be okay. You're here for. Her. Yeah. And like, just, they literally made that character just so like, Oh God. And he just has, and you, you don't even really see his horrible death. You just know what it's going to be like, you know, I, I, I just obviously spoil that he's going to die, but it's a horror movie. You assume everyone's going to die, but like, I won't spoil how he dies. It's just because it is a newer movie, but, um, yeah, that's the only reason I didn't just, want to say it's, much. it's an agonizing, like, uh, what am I looking What's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, you, what, you know, it would, be like to die that way it's just agonizing it's like oh man that's fucked up well i mean just i like, almost feel bad for him i do just because of he's a person but at the same time i'm like you get what you fucking deserve you really probably should have listened to your girlfriend buddy yeah, it's like it's like joaquin <laughs> like, phoenix said you get what you fucking deserve yeah right yeah oh man but hereditary uh, but yeah. was fucked up like the ending of that movie and i won't say what it is but you know what i'm talking about we could have done without a yeah. whole bunch of the stuff and like the transition that it went from day to night, like you see the, you see the house and everything and it's all nice and yeah. empty and no one's there. And then it goes to suddenly it's nighttime and naked people everywhere. It's just like, mm-hmm. no, I know where this people is going. Floating no. and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. It's a crazy movie and it's one that, uh, I have man, not watched a second time. I haven't either. I haven't actually, I haven't watched Midsummer a second time either. Um, although I did watch Midsummer over two, it was two separate viewings that I actually watched the entire movie. Oh, okay. Um, Hereditary actually, I, me and my wife actually like watched it one night, like all in one sitting. So it wasn't, I don't know. I feel like Midsummer, I was able to sort of take the two halves. Um, you know, splitting it up like that and like kind of absorb like, okay, where we're going. And again, I had read the script to it and I get, but I'm not knowing that it's going to be the exact same way, but I'm just assuming. And it's just the elements are being absorbed and I'm like, okay, well, here's where we're going so far. It's following the script to a T minus a couple of scenes being cut out or whatever. Yeah, it's weird um, what you can see. When so I was you, kind of prepared for that one, I guess, you know? Yeah. It's kind of weird when you see something that you've read be adapted into real, like, like an actual film because you've read it first and you, you know, your imagination can make shit even more fucked up and twisted just by reading it. Yeah. But then nowadays you can go watch the same movie that from the script you just read and it's just like, how the fuck are they even pulling this off? Like, it's legit <laughs> what I just saw in my brain. Like, this is, yeah, no, this is not okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, and that's the way Midsummer was. Like the scenes, and, and one thing about what was weird about the script, and they might have been kind of made to do this by a studio or by like MPAA or whatever, but like there were some um, more kind of violent scenes in the script that were cut out that had to do with some of the you know some people surrounding, uh, and not not a lot, just a couple dealing with some. I don't you know, know. Some of that shit people. I saw was gruesome. Some of that shit yeah. I saw was kind of fucking gruesome. Yeah, and there was more dealing with some of the I don't know out not outside characters, but supporting cast, I guess you would say that that like they kind of left the details and like, but in the movie you kind of see it after the fact and they kind of leave it up to your imagination, I guess. But um, you know, so who's to say if that's the right move or not? But like, um, yeah, so that I mean, there are like current horror movies that like really do kind of give you the the sort of I don't know, heebie-jeebies or make you feel weird See, and kind of dirty and guilty for watching it. So when Rob Zombie you know, announced, exists. yeah, when Rob Zombie announced that he was going to get into making movies, I was like, okay, I like Rob Zombie's music. I can get down with this. Yeah. And House of a Thousand Corpses was both original and brilliant. It was shot like an old yeah. 70s, like Texas Chainsaw style. It wasn't right, too yeah. over the top as far as that goes. But, you know, then Devil's Rejects, okay, that one, I'll give you the benefit of a doubt. That was actually a pretty solid one, too. I enjoyed the music yeah. more than anything he else. Went a, a different, he went in a different direction with the movie and storytelling. I was like, I was impressed with that for and sure. Sid Haig, I, I like I mean, both those movies, yeah. You, you, can't, you can't deny that Sid Haig is one of the greatest horror movie actors, one of the greatest horror movie oh, actors God. of all time. Yeah, and especially just as as that character too, like at which the is end why there, Three from like, Hell, I, he kills. I man. think Three from Hell flopped because of his uh, death. He was only in mm. it for about maybe what five minutes, I think, and you know then they had to write him off because yeah. He see, just I, wasn't I haven't good. seen that one. I, I've watched like the first five or so minutes of that movie, and I haven't been able, not not, and I didn't stop watching it because I like wasn't interested. I you know I I want to watch the whole thing. I just it's one of those things. So it was like I didn't. It was like late. It was like super late at night, I think, when I started it. So I was like, you I didn't know what? Like I, I'm not going to be able to watch this movie, kind of thing. I didn't like but it at I all. I didn't hear good things. Yeah, I didn't hear good things. So me and my wife sat through the whole thing and just sat there, like cross, like like tilt, like uh, our heads tilted to the side, like, what the fuck? Yeah, because Rob Zombie, like, you know, I'll I, I hated the Halloween franchise that he did. He just. Cause I grew up and Michael Myers is my favorite. Like I loved everything about him. It's, yeah. I mean, Same. I even like the shit that people didn't like, like right. even resurrection was campy enough to pass as okay compared to the yeah, shit. You can that have Rob fun did. with it. Yeah. Yeah. You can have fun with it. And yeah. It, Rob zombie just pushed it a little bit too much. Like we didn't have to have for, first off, I, my personal opinion, when it comes to Michael Myers, there needs to be no explanation for why he is right. the way that he is. That's what makes yeah. him scary. You know, you don't know. He's yeah. just fucking evil. That's the bottom yeah. line. He's the devil. And then you know, to Donald Pleasance is the one that tells you he's just the devil, man. And, That's yeah. the ex explanation. Yeah. And then to turn around and give him a rough childhood. And that's the reason that he snaps. No, that's and, and seriously, he needs to stop putting his wife in everything. I'm <laughs> just going to leave that one there because Jesus Christ. She's not great. No, she's, she's not. not. I watched the, my wife. My wife enjoys it. She's she's not one of her favorites, but she enjoys that Lords of Salem that he did. I've watched yeah, it twice, yeah. and I still don't fucking understand it. I uh, yeah, me and my wife watched that one in theaters, and we kind of walked out like I don't really know exactly what. Like I I, I guess I get what happened, like in a weird way, but it was like 
you, you could have done what the story did. There was, there was a lot of scenes in it that like just didn't really matter to the plot. Like there's like the shot of like these weird, like Pope statues, like jerking off with like multicolored dildos and stuff. And I'm like, what does that have to do with like, you know what I mean? Like what does that have to do with the, her being basically seduced by witches to like, she was meant to be part of the coven kind of thing. Um, but the overall story, I was like, this is an intriguing idea. Like, you know, she gets this record and it's this creepy sounding record and it really is. But like, can we, can, can we mention that for a second though? That record was nothing but a bunch of weird, like staticky, like noise. And it apparently was like hot shit in Salem. Like it was, everyone was requesting this song to be played over and over again. I'm like, yeah. My wife just informed me that it was because the album actually possessed people. So, that, okay, that makes I sense. I was going to say that. Like, I thought that they made that kind of a thing of like that it actually had like – it was basically written as this kind of like curse or a sort of a uh, – what do you want to call it? Like a seduction kind of thing where it gets in your brain and it sticks with you. And the song – the music actually did for me and my wife. I was like that was the thing. That was the creepiest thing about the movie was like the music, man, that like – um I, and God, I can't, I can't even hum it to you, but, but like that creepy, like piano kind of thing, yeah. like the repeating thing with all the record scratches and stuff like that. I was like, that's kind of what was cool. And this idea that it's like, she's a DJ and like it gets sent to her and it's like done purposefully. But like, yeah, there were some things about the movie that I, I was like, I, you know, I just don't know. But I, like, I had a friend of mine kind of like break the movie down and like really sit down for a long time and explain it. We were very drunk, but like he like explained <laughs> the movie to me. He's like, look, look at it like this kind of thing, like breaking down different scenes. And I was like, okay, like I need to watch that movie. I need to give it a second chance. And I still haven't done that, but that's kind of still how I look at that movie is like, I, I think there's something there, but I've just, I haven't watched it that second time or third or whatever. It's like, well, like someone really direct me to the chance. point of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, to me personally, the Constantine TV show from NBC that got canceled at for some odd reason did it yeah. better with the Devil's Vinyl episode. To me, that was done better than what Lords of Salem did. Cool. Yeah, I still need to watch that. I have not watched that yet. That was solid. Um, yeah, I, I think we watched the first episode and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. And then like it's just one – I do that with like every TV show. I'm like, oh, the first episode's good. And then I just don't ever come back and watch it again. For well, there's reason. 13 episodes of Constantine and to me it's worth watching because Matt Ryan is like perfection. Matter of fact, uh, mm-hmm. that's what uh, – He is. That's what Chris wants wanted to discuss was that uh, was Hellblazer because I made a comment the other day that, you know, I love the horror aspect of the old vertigo runs of, of Hellblazer. Yeah, and man. That's what like got me into the horror comics was Hellblazer. Cause yeah. I started picking that shit up probably a lot younger than I should have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have the first, I think the first trade, like the first volume of it and I haven't read it. I, I, I read the, I read Hellblazer for the first time. Uh, in the rebirth run and like the first issue was good. And then it just went to complete nonsense. Oh. Uh, and then there was randomly like a couple of issues that were really good. Now like separate stories. And then it went back to the nonsense. Uh, and then it got picked back up on the Sandman sort of title. And I read the first couple of issues there and it was really good, but something got screwed up with my pull list at my comic shop. And I just, I missed the issues and I like, so I'm, I'm like way behind so i just no, need not. to wait for the trades whenever that'll happen but there's only five i like the right first now. few issues so there's only f- there's only been five released so far 
Oh, okay. So there's probably a trade even. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the trades, uh, I guess, probably a ways out because they probably wait for a and six or seven issue. Yeah. Now that we're on um, a hold on new yeah. comics, I mean, but yeah, it's actually really good. I mean, I've been, I've been enjoying that. I love yeah, the, the fact that the, Black that, Label that been first issue. It. Yeah. It, it was like the, um, they released like a Sandman presents Hellblazer and then it was like, Sandman presents Hellblazer number one. It was like the two separate, whatever, how, you know, the, how they do those things. The one shot. Like the intro issue. And then, and then, yeah. And then now it's number one. Um, and I liked both of those a lot. And I was like, Oh, hell yeah. This is where this should go. Um, I just, I, I guess I'm for some reason missed the next issue. And anyway, um, this is superb. It is actually, yeah. and it's actually funny because they make, I can't remember what the joke was. I want to say it was in the first issue when he met the uh, bouncer at the bar, that woman. Yeah. They, they, like, she was like, you just come back. I heard you've been gone for a few years. And he makes some joke about, you know, yeah, no one needs to re- uh, really discuss what what was going on on those lost years. And it kind of like there was that period where he went from Vertigo and then he got brought into D.C. where he got kind of superhero-y. And then now he's back yeah. on this like Vertigo-style black label kick. and. It's like no one wants to discuss superhero John Constantine, and I think that's just <laughs> fucking hilarious because I actually yeah. did enjoy superhero John, but it wasn't. Yeah, the I like some of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely like the new Fifty Two Constantine. See, I haven't read that yet. I need to. And he did really good with Justice League Dark. That's yeah, fucking stronghold right like there. That. But you know, back to the whole thing, like. We were, you know, we were discussing movies and everything. Like, that's the thing. Like, nowadays, all you ever get is a remake of something that doesn't, that doesn't even warrant a remake. Like, the Child's Play right. movie. Me and my wife watched it and we right. knew it wasn't going to be much shit. Like, it's pretty much what happened. What would happen if Alexa, you know, started like taking over everything and put it in the yeah. body of Chucky? And it's just, I mean, we had, I mean, he was, don't, don't get me wrong, Brad Dorif is Chucky. There's no ancestor buts about it. He has that voice. Yeah. You know his voice. But then to replace him with Mark Hamill, don't get me wrong, Mark Hamill is phenomenal. Luke Skywalker, Absolutely. the Joker. Yeah. But we didn't even get one Joker laugh, which would have been perfect for a maniacal <laughs> laugh from Chucky. But we didn't even get that from this movie. Yeah, yeah the, the movie was it was uh, it was weird, man. I, I found myself being like. This almost could have been like, well, first of all, let's just, I'll throw it out there. One day Alexa will order, uh, robot dogs from, uh, Black Mirror to, to kill all of us. That will happen for sure. But, uh, that, you know, other than that, like, well, that's why Alexa's like, okay, not well, coming in my fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> yeah. that. It's like, that's like, okay, well, this will happen. This is a reality. They're just playing in real, but like, uh, these the children's toys pretty soon will be able to kill them if they don't already. But like, that's like, one thing I was like, okay, like I get what they're going for here, but like you didn't need to make this a child's play remake. No, you like, didn't. This you, you know, could have done anything like, else with that yeah, run. Literally any kind of piece of technology, which now maybe it wouldn't have been as good. No one would have. I, mean, I say as good as if the movie was good, but you know what I mean. Like, as noticeable <laughs> as wasn't. people like would have seen, right? As if people would have like paid attention to it. You know, it'll be in the next. Uh, what was the unfriended where people are on the not Facebook, but Facebook and they're all FaceTiming oh, yeah. each other and like people are being picked off. And I don't, like, uh, okay, I don't think I ever watched but, the first one. I know I watched dark I, I web. Didn't. Yeah. I haven't seen any of those. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But like the Chucky thing, I just found myself being like, why, why did 
why is this child's play? Like why, what, what, you know, why make this a remake other than like the studio needs to put out a movie with this name on it to keep the rights or some shit like that. You know, uh, it was just strange. It's just very strange, especially when they announced it and the creator of child's play was like, Hey, I don't condone this and I'm not part of this. Oh yeah. That should have been a big red flag right there. Right. Yeah. I mean, even Brad, I mean, I mean, and speaking and speaking of like people who don't condone the remakes, I mean, have you not heard Robert England's full opinion on the nightmare on Elm street remake? I haven't. And that's interesting. I would love to hear it because like, I remember when I saw it in theaters, I saw it in theaters. And that's the only time I've seen it. And I remember being like, okay, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like I thought it was just going to be atrocious. And it, it was just like, I, I, I don't know. I, like, I don't, I didn't hate it. And I wasn't like, that was amazing or anything like that. I was just like, okay, like they just like kind of, they played it more serious than there were. And the first one did too, but it was just, they tried to kind of play the, the original movie but like you know i guess with what's his name as freddy so i was like okay well, that was fine like well, as a remake goes it could have been worse but like i still again going back all these years later and watching it i don't know how it would age so i really don't know but yeah so as far as robert england goes i don't know what, what were his if i can his find thoughts. that link i'll send it to you but uh my problem with the remake with there's actually quite a few problems like one they always, they never actually ever came out and said in any of the original franchise that Freddy Krueger was a child molester. They never once, but they drilled yeah. that shit in real fucking big with the remake. I didn't care for that. They all, for all yeah. I know, he could have just been a child murderer. I would have been fine. Okay. I understand what this shit's about. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I we'll just leave like, it up to mystery is like maybe he was innocent and that's why he's coming back to haunt. Them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. You could leave it up to mystery, but yeah, they did actually. That's you're right. They kind of made that a little more like solidified in the remake. Yeah, and like the only the the, the actress they got to play Nancy, they did an interview with her. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Rooney Mara or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she came straight out and said that, that first off, this was one of her first movies that she ever did. So this yeah, is her break into Hollywood, Hollywood. And she was, she straight up slammed it. She was like, this never would have been my original first choice. I think horror movies are a weak start for anybody coming up. This movie's not like, like she slammed horror movies so fucking hard. I'm like, and you expect us to actually give a shit about what you think about your movie? Yeah. How do you, why, why would you promote your movie that way? Well, you know? no, <laughs> she didn't come out and say this until after it started to do poorly, oh, okay. which it didn't actually do poorly. It made a lot of money, if I remember right. Uh, and yes, it had its moments. Like it made my heart extremely happy to watch the horrible version of Black Canary from Arrow get slaughtered. That was perfect to me. <laughs> but <laughs> I never watched Arrow, so I, <laughs> I didn't. Oh, really. you doing yourself a I, favor? I watched, did no, no, I, I, I tried to watch the first episode, and I was just like, you know what? And it was after like I had watched like the Flash, and I liked the first season of the Flash enough, and like the second season enough. But like anything outside of that, I was just like, I just can't watch this. So I was like, you know, what? let me go to, go to the beginning. So I put on the first episode of Aaron. I'm like, guys, I just, I can't, I can't watch this. Like, oh. I can't, I'm sorry. Like not to demean anyone that likes it. I just, no. for my personal preferences, I can't even handle this. Like, but it's like, it's just like, no one wants to be here is what it looks, feels like, you know, but that's, yeah, that's exactly again, what me. it was on the first season, but then it got better. But I mean, uh, there's always those movies well, that then. there's always those movies that 
you watch and there are certain actors and actresses like you can't wait to watch them get killed. You're just like, fuck yes, bring it. Uh, uh, you know, one <laughs> of my wife's favorite movies is Black Christmas, the remake, not the new remake that we're not going to, I have not, I refuse to even watch that shit. Um, yeah, I didn't even, like it, that thing kind of came and went within like a week or something, but I, I, I did see the, the first remake in theaters actually. Yes. And I was so. Yeah. Hoping that we would get what we actually got, which was Michelle Trentenberg getting fucking murdered. I do not like Michelle Trentenberg in anything. <laughs> and when she took the ice skate to the face, I was like, okay. <laughs> it's kind of like Paris Hilton in House of Wax. You know, you just oh, got those yeah. people that yeah. you just like, oh God. Pull, she had a pole through her head, right? Right through her – was it the back of her head or was it through her forehead or something? Either something way – Something like that. I think it was through her forehead and like it pinned her to a wall or something. No, it like – it Ridiculous, but like – Struck okay, down on the go. floor and then she like fell down in the position that she was going to – I was just like, oh my god. This is fucking great. Yeah. Um. Hey, I'm going to take a quick uh, break. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go pee real quick and be right back. I have two questions for you though when it comes to horror movies. Um. Actually – sorry, there's actually three questions. So – Real quick, I'm going to go pee, and I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, he's still recording. He's going to go back and edit everything. Go ahead. Bathroom break. In the Atlas Moth. All right. All right. Um, okay. So, uh, and this might go back into the to the question we had I had before about, like, introduction to horror, but, like, what was, like, the first – and it could be a horror comic or it could be a horror movie, whatever. Or we're talking about both, whatever. Um, what was the first like sort of horror, I don't know, entertainment that like terrified you, if any? Um, honestly, I can't really remember off the top of my head. Um, I remember, um, oh no, actually I do. My, my parents or not my mom so much. My mom didn't know that my dad let me watch it. Uh, so sorry, mom, if you're hearing this, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, my dad let me watch, uh, the original borderline snuff film of Texas Chainsaw Massacre from the seventies when I was yeah. about six, seven years old. Oh, Toby Hoop Hooper. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. That shit. And what fucked me up was I was young and didn't understand shit. So my dad said, yeah, they never caught him. And all I remember hearing at the beginning was based on a true story. And I'm just like, <laughs> at that yeah. point, anytime I had, and, it was, and the thing that made it worse was like the next day, uh, one of our neighbors was having a tree cut down in their yard. So you, you know, the, the chainsaw oh, fucked me up just a little bit. I'm, and my oh, dad Jesus. just got a kick out of that shit. I'm just like, Oh, God damn it. I hate you so much. <laughs> God. So I would probably say that um, that would probably be the first real terror sensation yeah. that I had from a horror movie. Yeah. What about like, okay, so you mentioned um, in our conversations, like just uh, via Twitter and whatnot, uh, horror comics and whatnot. What, what were the first like, horror comics that you like remember re reading? Like, what, you know, oh, well, it didn't have to be specific issues, of course, but just like titles and whatnot or, you know, what kind of. Well, like yeah. I said, uh, Hellblazer was pretty much a solid start, but then. Uh, my dad had some old Tales from the Crypt comics. Nice. Uh, so that was pretty solid. That, that was actually when I found out that the Tales from the Crypt TV show I'd been watching was actually based off of a comic book, and I didn't realize that at the time. Cool, yeah. Uh, and I think I think that's honestly 
where I got my start. It, you know, horror comics kind of died for a little bit. They kind of went underground for a little bit oh, until yeah. a few, well, yeah. that I knew of for like up yeah. until a couple of years ago when they started doing like horror comics based off of like the movies. Like we had a couple of Halloween titles. We had a, yeah. you know, I believe we had a couple of Friday the 13th titles. Um, there were, yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's like a Leatherface comic and like they were always like, you know, just a, a few issues kind of thing. Yeah. Like never one and done. Yeah. And yeah, for sure. Uh, when I really started getting back into reading horror comics was when I actually got my wife into reading comics because she started, re- that's what she wanted to look for was like the horror, cool. the horror stuff. Uh, and we've read, you know, I mentioned to you, uh, Norman, which is cartoony, but it's like Calvin and Hobbes with serial killers. Um, yeah. Then you got, you know, they did, I think two or three issues back about two years ago where they were trying to bring back tales from the crypt and it, I guess it didn't yeah. hold over. Yeah. Um, now I've, I've tried those and I'm, I'm just not, I, it's, it's just like, man, it's just not the same. It's just not it, even art wise. I'm just like, Oh man, it just doesn't have that, that I don't know. They modernized it too much. Drawn, yeah, it just doesn't look, you know, when I'm reading Tales from the Crypt, I want it to look like Tales from the Crypt, and it just didn't, you know? And uh I remember me and my wife got into a show on Showtime, and I don't think she's finished all three seasons, but I did for Penny Dreadful, which if- I've heard about that, yeah. Yeah, which if you're familiar with what a Penny, a Penny Dreadful is, it is actually the olden days, like way back when comic strips that you would find- in books that they, they were kind of horror related. Uh, well, we, I enjoyed the show very much and they ended up, uh, Titan comics ended up releasing a penny dreadful series based off of the show. Cool. And I, I made it a couple of issues into that before it just started getting repetitive and I just lost interest in that. Uh, yeah, my wife, you know, she read, uh, she got me to, I'm actually just started reading cause all three volumes are free on comiXology uh, coffin, nice. coffin hill. Um, okay. We've read one that I thought was a little fucked up called ferals. I think it was, it was some hmm. weird fucked up, uh, werewolf book. Um, hmm. I mean, yeah. Uh, then trick or treat. I have read those, hmm. um, found those online, uh, pick them up online and check them out. And they were really good. Yeah. And that's one that I still have to check those out. Cause I, like you were, like I said, you were the one that kind of like even told me that like literally just the other day that those were comics. I didn't realize that. Well, yeah. I mean, the uh, opening, I'd seen the movie. Yeah. The opening uh, credits, that whole thing was actual pages from the comic book. Well, some, cool. some of them. Yeah. Like the yeah. actual and cover just, for the movie is actually the cover of the first comic book. Oh, cool. Okay. See, I just, I assumed it was like, okay, we're paying homage to like creep show, you know, that kind of thing. And oh, God, so that's, that's cool that it was actually like, uh, yeah, I love creep show. And, and they actually made that a comic book, um, uh, like after the movie came out. Cause the movie was obviously based on, if you have seen the movie, which I know you have, but as far as people listening, like the movie starts out with the kid, like reading the horror comic that is like the Tales from the Crypt kind of thing. And they ended up after the movie came out and like went in like, made a horror comic of creep show in the style of, you know, tells from the crypt and whatnot. Um, so that was kind of a retroactive sort of thing. So it's cool that, you know, trick or treat had a similar story, but you know, the other way around kind of, um, as, as far as like movies that like, 
the first movie that terrified me was like uh, not even a horror movie. It was Indiana Jones and uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, dude. They open the ark and like the dudes start like melting. Uh, I was a, I mean, a child, like just a little tiny little baby, innocent baby, sweet child. And like <laughs> saw the dude melting and like the glasses falling off and like melting down to his skull. Oh, and dude. I was fucked. <laughs> like just no. Just done. Dude. Like could not had never seen anything so horrific. And that shit and, was like, PG. I remember that shit was, was PG. Yeah, dude. P fucking G. And like, I mean, look at Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice was PG and he dropped the F bomb in that shit. And it was one of yeah, the greatest I, I, fucking lines in the movie. Right. Like at least twice, right? No, I, no it was the fucking, it was yeah. once. Was it just the one time? For some reason, I thought it was more. Maybe, yeah. Okay. It was just a nice fucking model. He grabbed his, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like what? Uh, fucking PG, man. It's, what was yeah, that? Yeah. And you don't realize it yeah. until you're older and you have Space kids. And, too. Oh yeah, dude. Like there's so many movies yeah. that when you're, when you're growing up as a kid, you like don't watch them for years. And then all of a sudden you want to watch them again and you watch them and you just like see shit. And you're just like, what did my parents let me fucking watch? Yeah. Like Ghostbusters exactly. is a prime like, example because that whole dream sequence with Ray, you know, getting, getting, a uh, uh, oral from a fucking ghost. Like right, as a kid, yeah. you're not thinking anything about that. You just know the song, you know, the Ghostbusters theme song is playing. That's all you know. Uh, yeah. And then you get up to be an adult and you're just like, hold up. Something's not right here. Yeah. This shit didn't happen when I yeah. was a kid. I would remember this. Right. Dude, no, absolutely. And like, that's what's so funny was like the PG rating, like, like swamp thing, the Wes Craven swamp thing from oh, like whatever, God. in 1980, what the fuck ever, uh, was rated PG. And I think at this point, they actually, the PG 13 rating actually existed. I could be wrong about that. No, it did. But I think, I think it did at this point. And like, you had Adrian Barbeau, like straight up boobs out. You had like going to the gangster's mansion. They had like just naked women all around. And like, uh, the same for like the airplane movies. There was always female nudity. Dude, that shit, always, that all shit always had me bugging when, uh, the, the one, it was just like a real quick scene. The plane's going down and all of a sudden you see some chick oh, yeah. just like run in front of the camera and all you see is her boobs Lit. and like runs off the camera. Yeah. It's like, dude, what is this shit, man? Yeah. Like that's like, to me, I'm like, dude, that's like fucking desensitizing type shit. That's like an agenda kind of well, thing. See, like, I mean, that's I what I'm know, saying. Like, you know, we, fucking project, uh, fucking, uh, MK ultra. What is this? We, grew, you know? up, <laughs> like, we grew up in a generation <laughs> of like the, the people that watched dumb shit like that. And, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, we don't have that anymore. And I wish we would. Yeah. I guarantee it's the world wouldn't strict. be as fucked as if they stopped trying to, you know, protect everybody from everything and just went back to the way that it was when we were growing up, we might be a little bit better. We might still be brain dead stupid like we are now. Like, you know, right. Like, like yeah. you know, cause we grew up with Beavis butthead for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I was, dude, my, dude, my family was so fuck, I mean, like so religious and like very, like we weren't allowed to watch the Simpsons, you know what I mean? And like, but like, but like airplane was PG. So like we could watch that despite what was in it. And like, I think my parents were like, Oh, well the joke is it's funny because like the plane's going down and it's chaos. And like, there was someone in the shower and like, but it's like, no dude, they, they picked out like just like large breasts to like bounce in front of the screen (laughs) just to say, here's what it is. And it's gone. You know what I mean? Like, 
that was totally like a weird thing. But like, okay, so uh, going back to – dude, that's a whole other rabbit hole. Dude, Holy shit, shit, man. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but as far as like, yeah, the first movie that like, frightened the shit out of me was, again, yeah, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark when they opened the ark. Well, and But the first like actual horror movie, and this is – I mean right down your alley, but like that – like scared the shit out of me because it was the first Halloween movie that I actually watched. Uh, and it was Halloween H2O. Oh, that movie and was so fucking good though. I, it, dude, it was pretty good though. Right. Like, to me, that was one of the ones that was, that was the best out of the whole franchise like, yeah. to me. Like riding the course, like, you know, kind of bringing it back around back to like Laurie Strode and stuff. Yeah. And like, I, I was staying, I was, 11 or 12 and we were i was staying at my, at my buddy's house for a couple of weeks uh out of town uh one of my best friends that i grew up with and like it was like oh i'm just go stay with my friend for the summer and his family and like we were how i don't remember we stumbled across the vhs uh which if anyone is young enough to listen to this episode and not know what that is i'm not even going to explain it because you don't deserve to know what it is if you don't know what it is the fucking golden like, age dude i know right we stumbled across the vhs of halloween h2o and we were like oh my god because i grew up watching universal monsters and like i knew that there were scarier things out there and i wasn't scared of the universal monster movies but like i knew what horror was and what it could be despite seeing it you know what i mean based on trailers for like scream and i know we did last summer and all that shit um the movies that were coming out in that time period and like oh we found that vhs and we we're like we're stealing this and it was like in his sister's car in like the back of her car and like again why were we back there i have no idea that <laughs> we were probably getting paid like a dollar each to like clean out the car oh at that point you were doing her a favor his- Right, exactly. So we we took this movie from her car. We illegally stole it, and um, no, but we were like, okay, whenever your parents go to sleep, we're gonna watch this fucking horror movie. So we did, and dude, we watched that movie, and like, I remember the scene where like he's chasing the girl, and she's going down the like little elevator for like food. Oh, the dumb waiter, whatever. The, the, yeah, and like. When she's trying to get out of it and it falls on her leg and like cru- makes her leg like dangling, we saw that. And that was like the first gore that I either of us had ever seen in a movie. And we were like, what the fuck did I just see? Oh, my God. Her leg was dangling. And like it ruined us. And did we finished the movie, of course. And like I didn't sleep that night because I just knew that every sound that I heard was him was, coming up the oh, hallway. Michael Myers is coming up. Yeah, Michael Myers just come up to get me. That, that's what's happening I mean, now. Is that like this is the end? That movie had. You know, I so die at age eleven. Yeah, so many mind fucks <laughs> in that movie. Like, I could have sworn that one scene where the dude like dropped that shit down the sink. Like, I could have sworn that he was gonna like flip that shit on and come back with a nub, and then right. it ended up not being the case. So I was just like, okay, because right. I don't know how well I would have taken that shit. Being I was like fucking what I think it was shit thirteen, fourteen when that came out. So, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that, to, to I mean, me, that yeah. was a classic because, I mean, you know, yeah. just, I mean, Laurie Strode was one of the, one of the greatest, like Jamie Lee Curtis, like, like I, the, the 2018 Halloween that came out a couple years ago to me yeah. was like the best, uh, 
retcon of the whole franchise because it literally destroyed everything between the very first one and this one. Yeah. None of it ever yeah. happened. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, man, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I was really excited about that movie and I just, for some reason, I just didn't, I just didn't really like it that much by the end. Like, there were things that I did like about it, but that's a whole other rabbit hole. But yeah, again, just to close out the, the, the talk about like H2O, that was the movie that like kept me up at night. And I do, I seriously to this day, every now and then, I'll have a dream, but it's consistent from age 11 to now where I'm at my old house where I used to live, even though that's not where I watched the movie where like Michael Myers is outside of the house and I'm like running around the house and I'm blockading doors and windows and like trying to figure out how to escape. It happens still to this day. Yeah, that's what made him like, so scary. And I appreciate though. that. And, and that exactly. And that's why I like it's terrifying. And that's why that, again, that's my favorite horror movie franchise. Like I even dig season of the witch, man. Exactly. If you take yes. off the, yeah. If you take off Halloween, dude, it's just a good eighties horror made movie. by John Carpenter. And, and like, it's just like a cool movie about like this company, which is n very revel relevant to these days. Like this, this corporation that's taking advantage of children and families and like forcing them, basically brainwashing them into like needing this thing that goes over their head. And then when they trigger it, it kills them all. And it's just like, whoa, what? And like, then like they start digging into the corporation. You start dealing with like androids that are killing people. And you're like, holy shit. Like, dude, that's a good fucking movie. And I don't know about performances and whatnot, but like as far as the movie goes, I'm like, dude, this fucking rules. Just the problem was they sold it as the next Halloween movie and there's no Michael Myers. And that is a problem. You know what I mean? Like they tried to kind of back track and say like, well, we only meant to make two Michael Myers movies and then we move on and make it two other stories. And it's like, no, 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 that's not what you were planning to do. Well, but like, that, no. but like, that's a good movie though. You know, John Carpenter had originally, I remember I, I, I've uh, followed John Carpenter on something or other. I can't remember what it was Twitter or whatever, but like he has announced that he originally wanted Halloween to be an anthology film after Halloween two, it was supposed okay, to be. So he else. actually wanted to. Okay, yes. cool. And after the poor result of Halloween 3, because it didn't make a whole lot of sales because people wanted Michael Myers, the studio right. asked him to make another one. And when he refused, they just bought the ideas of Michael Myers off of him. And that was how they wound up with more Michael Myers movies. Okay. See, what my version of the story was from like the, uh, who was the, who's the, the uh, producer that did all the movie, most of the movies that Ari, I can't pronounce his um, name. I can't remember. That's Mustafa. That's, my apologies to everybody. Something like that. I, I didn't. I, I, God, I feel. I cannot remember. But he. I feel like I remember reading his version of that being like, "Well, we always meant it to be this," and so I was just. I didn't buy it um, because he wasn't the creator. Mustafa, I, I, I kid. didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't realize that John Carpenter was actually the one that was like, "No, I wanted to do an anthology." So that's cool. Uh, I didn't realize that was the case. That's why his Very name cool. hadn't been on him since Halloween three. Yeah. Every other movie yeah. didn't have his name on it until. Yeah. Well, actually, actually no. He probably got like executive producer because he's like the creator. And he despised Rob Just, Zombies. 
Really? Oh, he hated yeah. Rob Zombies. Yeah, the second the second Rob Zombie Halloween, dude, I like okay, so I remember like liking the first one when I walked out of the theater and and having the same like lament be like I didn't really need to see have him have like a fucked up childhood. You know, I, I didn't really need an origin, don't really want it, not necessary, but like outside of that, you know, kind of following the story, I remember again only having seen it in theaters being like, okay, other than that, like okay, it's fine, whatever. Um it's brutal and it's much more violent and whatnot. Like, and that it but was the second one. The second one is the one that I remember leaving the theater and being like, "What the fuck did I just watch? What the fuck was that?" Yeah, dude, like Loomis like, was like, "We're having imaginary horses with with her imaginary mom, and like we have ghosts and shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing now? You know? Yeah, like the, it just turned into this. This what? And how the hell did Annie? This? How the hell did Annie survive? Which don't get me wrong, was the whole like. You know, that movie came out, you know, a long time ago. And I remember Daniel Harris was like yeah. the, the niece of Michael Myers, yeah. you know, when, uh, what is it? Four and five, I think. Yeah, but she got like fucking obliterated in like number six, which was like the curse of Michael Myers, I think. Yeah. Where he like puts her on the fucking like the vibrating like razor the, barbs or whatever. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and she's like got like seven drills going through her torso. I mean, like, I'm like, how are you gonna? What? Yeah, and, you know, the fact that they brought her in to play one of Laurie Strode's friends—that was pretty cool. But we yeah. didn't need her in the second movie. She was supposed to die in the first one. Why the fuck did you bring her back? The only good thing was they brought <laughs> uh, they they had Brad Dorf, as we've mentioned before, was the sheriff. To, yeah, to me, yeah. dude, I swear I like to God, I wanted him to knock the fuck out of Loomis. I wanted Loomis to die in the second movie so fucking bad because <laughs> oh, dude, he was so annoying. He man. was so likable in the like, first movie, and then the second movie, yeah. he's like so full. Like, I'm of like Michael McDowell's Loomis. Yeah, this makes sense. And then in the second one, it was just like grating on your nerves how annoying he was. Exactly, and kind of every character for that matter. Yeah, I mean, Laurie Strode being a fucking crackhead, pretty much that I, we could have done without, dude. We I could have been yeah. completely done without her turning into Michael Myers. Could have done without. No, dude. Again, I left the movie, went home to like where my roommates were hanging out, and we like at, we had this like front porch of this house where we all had we had this like surrounded seating when everyone could just sit around and like drink and hang out. And like I remember like coming back and they were like, "How was the movie?" And I was like screaming <laughs> like about how fucking terrible that movie and they were like it, well, it's okay it's just a movie and i'm like no you don't understand dude i hate it i was so mad you know the only there, there was only one scene in that whole movie that i thought was it was it that one or was it the first one i want to say it was the, the it was the second one when the dude was taking out the trash and like Michael was there and he was like punching him and punching him and punching him. And then Michael just turned mm-hmm. around and just like one hitted the guy. The guy flipped upside down and then immediately proceeded to stomping like his fucking brains through his eye socket. Yeah. I didn't mind that. I don't mind if you like, I don't the mind brutality. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind gore so much, yeah. you know, you know, cause you, you, it's kind of got to be a given. I mean, you're going to get gore with some, with the really good horror movies these days. Yeah. But, you know, there, when, once you make it, like we started off saying, like, once you make it a little bit too realistic, that's when it's just like, okay, ease back, make it look like the old school way where it looked like sausages sticking out of the eye sockets. I'm fine with that. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't. God, it's the thing about I, my memory of I guess Halloween two. I think is that when he has like the beard under the mask. Yes. Is it okay? So my memory of that is like he pretty much spends the entire movie just randomly killing whoever he crosses in a field kind of thing. Like, and then it just, it's about Lori, like meeting a ghost, losing her shit, a horse. And like, and then it just, again, yeah, she takes over the mantle. It's just kind of like, I don't know what the point of this was. And I remember like, I think I even like years ago, put this on, on like Facebook, like, like re like whatever made a post. Cause it was like, there was an interview with Rob Zombie where he was like, they were asking him, why did you come back to make this other movie when you originally didn't want to make the sequel? And he was like, well, you know, I just didn't want someone else, you know, to fuck up, you know, the follow up to my movie. No, you did that just fine on your own. Unless it was me. And I was like, well, congratulations. Cause you just did, you know, you want to get in a part up. three. Yeah. He, he, yeah. That's what he said. He said, no, I didn't want anyone else to fuck up the follow up to my movie. And I was like, Except for yourself, because cause that's what just happened. You completely turned it into something that no, I just cannot even like what? I, I what is, literally is that, couldn't even yeah. believe what he had done to like the movies I grew up like being in love with. Like, yeah, just wow. You're you're fucking horrible human being right now, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't. OK, so when I was saying about the Halloween, the most recent Halloween movie. Um, uh, like I definitely didn't have those feelings toward it. I think where I was just kind of like, I don't know, the build up to the movie was like Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis and like sort of the writers and whatnot, like Dan McBride and whoever being like, okay, this is about like her being on the defensive and now she's the hunter, you know, that kind of changes the game. But like, she really still just like, yeah, she was like prepped. And there was some really good character stuff about her kind of like losing her mind and like her family discourse and whatnot. And like that was really well done. But it's, I guess, my expectation, and it probably deserves a second viewing, uh, to be fair. But like, I was just like, I, when it came down to the actual action of the movie, the characters are still making your, your, your stereotypical horse, horror movie mistakes. And even her as who's supposed to now be the hunter is still like, all right, we're in our safe space, but I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to survey the house and like go through each room, which in turn gave them this, uh, these opportunities to show her like checking the rooms, hitting the buttons and the, the fucking bars come down to block off the room. And I'm like, okay, well that's badass. Yeah. You she know? was well, prepared. Uh, she's like, yeah, well prepared. And then like, you know, she's going through the thing, but then when it actually came down to the sort of face off, it's like all of a sudden that's to me, at least it sort of went away and like, maybe that's the point and I'm just missing it. And like, there's a deeper meaning there, but like, well, if it's not, you know, maybe the, maybe the story is like, you can prepare all you want, but you're not really ready for that sort of facing that sort of trauma again after all these years or something like that to accept. But in, on the first viewing, I was just like, I just like gotta feel like she still falls into the same traps and like we know that there's two more movies coming out. So like I just, I don't know. I hope by the end of like the trilogy or whatever, it all sort of wraps up in a satisfying way as opposed to being like, well, he escaped again and we're going to continue. You yeah. Know? They're actually being, I was just, I wanted that bet. Like yeah. a couple of towns away from me. 
Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, down in, uh, well, big movie, movie, the movie town for my state, uh, Wilmington. Uh, that's yeah. where they filmed Iron Man 3. But, uh, yeah, that's where they're filming the final two. And they had put up, like, if you're in the Wilmington area or if you'd like to be a part of Halloween Kills, you know, send an email. And I'm like, that's cool. Okay. I wouldn't mind being this, but I can't call off work, even though it would be rad to be slaughtered by Michael Myers. That'd be pretty cool. I would take one for the team <laughs> yeah. for that, but it can they wasn't worth missing yeah. work. So I was just like, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, God, that would be awesome though. Right. To be like, I don't know, just to be able to fly, fly on the wall even of one of those movies, you know, just run screaming. Just to see. So, yeah. I'd do it. I would love to see that. Yeah, but like, yeah, that'd be awesome. The, 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 the Halloween remake is definitely worth a rewatch. If for nothing else, the little kid that watches babysitter get murdered being like the best part in the whole movie because he ran downstairs oh. and told the boyfriend that so that she was getting killed and he was just like, I'm going to go check it out. The kid was smart. The dude would still be in the union yeah. if he had listened to the kid because the, like, he's just like, I'm going to go check it out. No, no, no. Call the police. Cause he's going to kill you. Like, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I forgot about the kid. Yeah. He's the smartest person in the movie. He really is like, <laughs> oh, well, see, that's the way it I is now. It's that. like the kids know more about this stuff than the adults do, and you know, you, you, yeah. you, you know, you, and you know, I'm I'm white, so I could probably make this joke, and if not, you edit it out. But white people <laughs> in horror movies are incredibly stupid. Oh yeah, well yeah. I mean, this house is haunted it, it, that's, by that's people that were the, murdered. Okay, can we move in right now? Uh, how soon can we get here? Um, yeah, it's, it's usually the people that are not white that are like, I think there might be a problem here when maybe we should get out of here. And like the filmmakers are always like, well, you're the first to go. Well, you'll get it. You're, you're, you'll die first. So. I mean, just like, uh, and it's just like, Oh, Oh God. Okay. There was, there's a horror movie. It, it wasn't tremendous. It wasn't really scary, but it was a movie called don't blink. It was a straight to DVD or straight to video on demand. Sounds. Sounds familiar. It was basically just where people just disappeared. Like if you took your eyes off of somebody, they were gone. Like no trace huh. of them. They never explained what happened to anybody. But there was a scene where the dude and the girl went out into the woods to go see if they could find anybody at this lodge. And, you know, they couldn't find anybody. They looked out at a boat. There was no one in the boat. Uh, they started digging through the ground and couldn't find any bugs. There were no birds, no animals, nothing. Well, yeah. when they come back to the group who was still at the lodge, the guy made the best line of any horror movie that I've ever heard. And it was still the smartest thing I've ever heard. He just walks up to everybody. He's like, well, we're getting the fuck out of here. Like just enough to free freaked out <laughs> enough. Just like, okay, I'm fucking done. <laughs> I was trying to think of like, yeah, that's like a, what horror movie happened where like, your typical, yeah, your typical thing is where like the dad's like, oh, now everyone calm down. It's not what you think it is. But like there was a horror movie recently, maybe, maybe one of the conjuring movies. I can't remember where the dad's like, okay, all right, you're right. We should probably like figure this out. You know what I mean? Like they don't doubt the situation. God. I think that was the first conjuring. Maybe it's the, yeah, that might be what it is. Is it, um, what's his name? Dude from Friday Night Lights and like early edition. Uh, fuck. What's that dude's name? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's know, in God's, yes. He's in the new Godzilla movie. And yes, all that shit. Him. Uh, he was. Fuck, man. He was the dad. Because it had. Because yeah. uh, 
when uh, he came home late one night and then heard the screaming and he ran upstairs and didn't saw his girl, like his daughter, like having convulsions or whatever and didn't yeah. see anything on top of her. They slept in the living room. He knew that some shit was going down. So he was just like, okay, yeah. we can't really leave right now because we're invested into this house. But when we get right. some money, we're fucking out. Until then, we're sleeping yeah. downstairs. Yeah. And he like knew something was up. And I was like, that's a fun change. Hey, that's fun. Occasionally, <laughs> like, yes. Hey, interesting. Nowadays, yeah. occasionally you will get the solid original horror movie. But the problem yeah. with having a solid original horror movie is they come up with tropes that people grab a hold of and just carry. And they get played yeah. out. Like the paranormal activity movies. The first one was great. Yeah. But then it just went on and on. And yeah. it's just like, stop. And, and, yeah. And there, but the problem, the problem with that series is that there's actually, there, like they had like the sequels and then they had the, the tie in like side movies and whatnot. And some of them were actually really good. That was the thing is like, I, I kind of watched them all and I don't know if I maybe missed the last one or two, but like there was the one that was like set in like the Hispanic neighborhood, the marked ones. Yes. And like, and it, and it, yeah, that one's actually really good. Where you found and, like, out it that like, it funny. ends up like tying into the first movie. Exactly. I was like, dude, this is really smart. Like if you're, you're dealing with this franchise and it's a smart way uh, and you ca- it catches you completely off guard. Oh you yeah. Have absolutely. No idea that it is about to tie into the very first movie, but like you, cause you're like liking the characters moving forward and some of them are funny, but there's cool, scary moments and they have really clever sort of scares that happen. And in a genre that's like so overdone. Yeah, found and, footage movies uh, just got played out like, like okay, Blair yeah. Witch Project. I didn't care for Blair Witch Project, but I will give it the credit where it's due that it was a pioneer for the found footage films. They just oh, yeah. kind of, you know, they oversold it. I think, yeah, for sure, yeah, absolutely. They they way overdid it, and it's you know the ones I think that were done well, I think stuck out and did well. But like again, it's it's very overdone. Um, let's see. There was another. Oh, what was the other question I was going to ask you? I remember the like, the one that I really want to ask you about. But I want to. I wanted to. Uh, what? Okay. I, actually, I meant to look it up, and I, I I was listening to what you were saying, so I didn't like want to pick up my phone and like get distracted. Oh my bad. By looking it up, so I'll look it up right now, and it, it is. Um, and I don't know how much you've seen or know about this movie that's coming whenever again i don't know when um come on okay so spiral it is yes chris rock and samuel jackson and what's his name uh dude he's in a bunch of stuff god what's the guy's name he's not on the cast list right here but um anyway uh it's like the saw Basically, it was announced as like a saw, like not like a reboot almost. And then there's actually there's a trailer for it now. And and it's like in the but it's like the world of saw. So not necessarily like a reboot, but it's like it's this spiral thing. And when I was I first saw the announcement of like, oh, it's OK, Chris Rock. OK, that's interesting that he would want to make a saw movie. That's weird. Um just because of like, it's a franchise that's been driven into the ground. And then it was like, and Samuel L. Jackson has joined the cast and such and such has joined. It's like, what is going on yeah, here? Was, and then they released a trailer and I was like, okay, wait, this actually looks 
pretty good. It looks based badass. off the trailer. What's happening here? So, what were your thoughts on that one, <laughs> dude? I am extremely excited for that because I thought that the Saw movies, yeah. the first Saw movie, was great because it was not yeah. really a horror movie. It was more of a mystery movie, like psychological, <laughs> just what is yeah. happening kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the second Saw, I'll even give credit because that's when you started yeah. to see the torture devices that he was creating. So I was like, okay, but then they just started trying. Okay. So how can we make this next one even grosser than the last one? Right. Yeah. They got, I feel like they got worse and worse as they were made. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like, okay, well, salt two is good. This is cool. It's like you're expanding the world. You're kind of like, they all tie into each other with the timeline, but each movie seemed like it got like just worse and worse. And there were interesting things timeline wise that they would try to tie into, but it just seemed like they just got worse. So yeah, and then we come around to this. Yeah. This I'm actually really excited because I mean, first off, you got Chris Rock and Sam Jackson in it. I mean, you really can't what? go wrong with that combination. No. Uh, I mean, the only thing that's missing is Ryan Reynolds throwing it into the mix somehow. But, uh, um, yeah. And hey, who knows? He might be. I, I, I haven't seen, I've been meaning to watch it. I haven't watched the Hitman's Bodyguard, but the trailer alone had me fucking in tears laughing mm-hmm. at that shit because it was just ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm really excited for, for Spiral because it looks like it's going back to being a mystery because no, this is not, it's, it's from the tales of Saul, but it yeah. is not Saul. So this is a completely different form. Yeah. Of what we got from Saw. So I'm hoping that we get back the mystery aspect of it because to me, those are the kind of horror movies that I think with the, the psychological, like if they're meant to be psychological, like mind fucks. Yes. Yeah. If they're just trying to push for the psychological shock value, then no. But the psychological thrillers, yeah. like, you know, like the, the first Saw movie or, uh, oh shit, what's, uh, The Collector. Um, yeah, you know, shit like that, like that to me, because that is kind of stuff that can happen. It happens every yeah. day and no one knows about it because the media doesn't make a big fuss about that. But yeah. it is that kind of shit that will fuck people up immensely and make it a psychological thriller if they don't push it to be some kind yeah. of grotesque gore fest. Right. Do you think that this spiral is going to be – the trailer, at least where I took it, was like the trailer seems like it's going to be like uh, like the, the, what happened before and what's all like came before and now this is after. But I kind of was like maybe this is misdirection. Like this could be like pre-Saw movies. It's like a prequel kind of almost yeah. without even telling you. And like that's what you find out is going on is like it's this other thing that maybe inspired – you know, jigsaw to do what he did or something like that. I, I don't know anything about it, but I'm just, I was just kind of like speculating, like where do you think that this movie falls like in that sort of timeline for those movies? Cause it's, again, it's part of that continuity. So like, where does it go? I don't know? think that it's going to have any, well, then again, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think it's going to have any significant, like solid tie in to what happened to Saul. Yeah. For all I know, this could have been happening to another precinct in the city while the saw events yeah. were going on because that's the thing that sure. pissed me off about saw was like every all, all five or what fucking eight movies like all the movies yeah, yeah. they tied nine in by the end yeah. yeah they all tied in but they and, and you know there were nine years of this of this shit and then turn around and come to find out that every movie was only within like hours of each other right like all yeah. the events were within literal hours of one another yeah 
Which is a cool idea. It really is, but I executed poorly. Yes. You know? In my opinion. In my opinion. Like, that's a really awesome idea. But like, they were, it wasn't planned out ahead of time. It was just like every year they were like, we have to make another Saw movie. How do we do this? You know what I mean? So it's like, if they were to plan it all out and have the time to do so, it would have been really cool, uh, execution but they just didn't have that they just had the idea so i will give saw the credit where it's due with with the fact that they were actually a horror movie that would come out every year either on or around halloween and you you at least had a horror movie to watch at halloween because so many movies these days that are horror related come out in what the middle of fucking summer when they're completely useless yeah yeah, or just whenever, you know, like, like right, you know, right around the same, or the same day as like, I don't know, like Avengers Endgame or like some, exactly, you know, like some kind of makes, blockbuster thing. Yeah. And, and then they shoot themselves in the foot by releasing them during these blockbusters. Yeah. Like, oh, why did we make any money? Uh, why do you think? Yeah. Well, cause the studios don't care about horror movies. It's just like, we know there's a, there's a audience for it and we, we're going to have a, you know, streaming or on demand or digital audience for it. But like, let's just put it out in theaters so we, know that we did but like clearly not caring where they put it out or the quality of the movie at this point you know yeah because so, i mean yeah. they're not they're not coming up with there's there's not been an original thought in hollywood for a long time and as a matter of fact right. like i like get out get out was great yeah. i have not watched us yet yeah. but i need to watch us but Get Out was a good I would, spin. I'd be curious to see hear your thoughts on us because it was a weird movie for me i i really really liked get out um, yeah, Get Out us, was fantastic. By the end of that movie, yeah. and going back to going back to making you know the joke because I'm white and I can make this joke. By the end of that movie, I hated white people. <laughs> that movie made me maybe a self hating white person. I don't care, I, dude. They were <laughs> fucking horrible. But when yeah. he when he like started getting back at him, and I was just like, oh hell yes! Like the whole fucking yeah. like. The, and his the, friend in that movie too, his buddy that like comes to save him at the end. Oh shit, uh, that shit spoilers. was so funny, dude! It was so good and just like a the perfect balance of like humor and like thriller kind of thing. You know, it just that movie is incredible. And like, like what was it he said yeah. when he got there talking about some I fucking told you not to go or some yeah, shit like yeah, that? I fucking, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember exactly because I, I haven't seen it since it first came out on. When it first hit iTunes, that's when I actually – I didn't see it in theaters. I bought it on iTunes when it when it came out. Yeah, I watched it. That movie was fucking I, solid. I loved it, man. Like, and I'm actually yeah. excited for – and, you know, I don't – I personally don't know whether this is going to be a remake or a continuation, but I'm really excited for Candyman. I do. That trailer, you know, I was like, this looks awesome, but I also feel like you're telling me the whole movie – but maybe there's more to it, you know? I mean, there's got to be because – I would hope so. Yeah. Because, because it seems like they're giving you the whole story of what it is. But maybe I can appreciate it's misdirection fact, again. I can appreciate the fact that they they brought Tony Todd back. Yeah. You don't get yeah. that shit with remakes. So that's what makes me think this is a continuation. Yeah. Because – Maybe know, so. I mean, me and, me and my wife uh, back two years ago, went uh, two or three years ago, went to a Comic-Con and actually got to meet Tony Todd. And he is honestly mm. one of the nicest – Cool fucking people that I've ever met. That's uh, awesome, man. And you know, very cool. We try, we 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 try and like get involved in the cons and stuff. But whenever yeah. there's a horror movie actor involved, we definitely try and go. Like last summer, we got to meet. I posted a picture of it on uh Twitter. We actually got to meet the legend himself and Tim Curry. Dude, yeah, I saw that picture, man, dude. 
That's fucking incredible. No, dude, we were so fucking pissed off at the cameraman because Tim Curry had just done, like we we went on Sunday. So he had done all day Saturday of doing these pictures with people all day. And he, you know, he's still, you know, he had a stroke. I mean, he's not in his best health. Yeah. So he that's was, that's, that's sad. That's the sad part. I well, was like, God, man, like, but at least he's out there fucking doing it. Exactly. You know? That's and, what I was, like, that's what I was like. Damn, that's, that's says a lot about him. Like, that's awesome that he was still out there doing it, man. And he was tired on Sunday and he was falling asleep while meeting these people. And I can yeah. understand, dude, not in sure. good health, but the cameraman, dude, I went the fuck off on the cameraman. Like the dude, the dude's just yeah. like, Hey, Mr. Curry, you need to wake up. We're trying to take pictures with paying people. And I'm sitting there like, dude, he's a fucking legend. You're going to show him some respect, please. Yeah. He's a legend and also a fucking person, you know, exactly. Like, don't fucking talk to him like that. Like it doesn't matter. He could be a nobody. It's like, don't. You're not like, hey, wake the fuck up. It's time to take pay. No, it's like, dude. No, it's time for you to get a new fucking job, dude. Right. Jesus Christ. Like, why do you think you're here taking these pictures, dude? You know? You wouldn't (laughs) be here if he didn't You're the photographer and you wouldn't be here. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it made my wife cry, which was enough to make me pissed off. So the dude, I was like, no, no, hell no. We're no. Yeah. That same, man, that's that same convention. She actually met, uh, Billy Zane as well. Nice. Uh, yeah, he's an asshole in real life. Just gonna, really? Just, dude, he is a total asshole. Like, he didn't even, like, look her in the eyes, none of that shit. Just signed the paper, like, what's your name, sweetheart? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, he definitely earns all the roles that he got in Hollywood. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's funny. Like, we, I didn't, I didn't meet him, but we were playing a show. It was, it, there was some f- music festival happening and, like, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it was like a South by Southwest sort of thing. Like it was a, there's a lot of people out and just walking around and going to the different, you know, bars and, and whatnot. And there was bands playing at all the different places. And like, we're at this one bar and like, uh, Billy Zane was there. And I don't know if he was like shooting a movie or whatever. And like our, the singer for our band, like, I would, I, I couldn't ever walk up to a celebrity and be like, Hey, and talk to them. I just, I, I, I don't know. For some reason, I just socially, I, I can't do it. I don't, I don't know why, but like he like walked up to Billy Zane and was like, started just dicking around with him, just like fucking around being like, like openly kind of not necessarily making fun of him, but just making fun of meeting him with him. And like Billy Zane, like played along with it. And it was really funny because he like, I don't know, our singer Josh was like, Billy, if you don't mind, could I have a moment, please? And he like pulled him aside and they just had some weird conversation. <laughs> and like, unfortunately, we didn't get it on video, but we got the, him, our singer recounting the, like, the conversation on video. It was just like so ridiculous. So again, not to say that he's not an asshole, but our encounter with him, I get, not even mine. Our singer, he, it was just funny. Like it was just this bizarre, like kind of making fun of the fact that you're meeting Billy Zane and Billy Zane being self-aware of how it's just ridiculous. Cause I mean, he's the phantom and the dude on Titanic and there's other things, but really whatever. Oh, so you know? you're, leaving, you're, <laughs> like, you're leaving out the important one. What, what is it? He was the main fucking demon in demon night. 
Oh, dude, that's right. Yeah. He's the one that gave, yeah. he gave the phenomenal line, right. which is like the best line in the whole movie when, uh, they threw him out of the bar and then, you know, dropped the blood so he couldn't get back in talking about some, yo, hold up, hold right. don't weld in there, motherfucker. Yeah, that's right. Fuck, dude, I forgot about that. Oh, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. But that's funny. Like, that's that we both have a, a weird story about fucking, uh, Billy saying. And again, I wouldn't surprise me if he's a dickhead. And if he's a dickhead, fuck that guy. Uh, and if you like, hey, you know, for the people that might like Billy Zane, hey, continue liking him. He still does good work. He's just an asshole in real yeah. life. And he's in like Uwe Bowl movies or however you say that guy's name, like blood, the guy that made Blood Rain and whatnot. But, you know, it is what it is. He just takes the work he can get. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Fucking, uh, um, okay. What was the, fuck, I was, uh, what was the last? I'm sorry. I'm trying to like go back to the last question. We like, we ventured off so much and which is awesome. Oh, dude, we've been um, fucking going everywhere to... with this conversation and it's great. Yeah. Like, see, when you just like when you were talking about, you know, you, you, you know, get speechless around celebrities. I have the very opposite habit, habit of getting like complete mouth diarrhea. Like whenever I met, like, oh, really? yeah, dude, when I met Ernie Hudson, I was just nice. like, like, you know, had yeah. no fucking clue if I was making any sense. All I know is that it was me and it was from my oldest son for his birthday. We went to a con. It was the same con we met Tony Todd, but like, nice. Uh, like my youngest son, he had just been born earlier that year. So he, he was still in the, the stroller. So it was just me, uh, my oldest son and my middle child and my middle child was three at the time and just ran right up to Ernie knew exactly who he was from what he was. And just like, like held his arms out and Ernie <laughs> had no problem picking up my son and just holding him for the picture, dude. It was fucking great. And I made That's sure awesome. that the autograph was made out for my son because it was his birthday and, you know, he loved go. He even went to the con dressed up as a ghostbuster. Yeah, That's awesome, man. That's fucking awesome. I like, I got to work on, uh, speaking of Ghostbusters, um, I got to work on the movie Year One that was directed by Harold Ramis. Oh, that shit. was starring Jack Black and Michael Sarah, but also had like, you know, all these other comedians and cameos, and the movie did terribly. It got bad reviews and, I mean, really, in my opinion, wasn't that good, but I got to work basically on the, on the reshoots because they shot it around where we live. But like Harold, Harold Ramis was the director. You know what I mean? And I'm like, Oh my God. And like, even when we were hired by our, our friend was the like kind of locations guy. And like we were responsible for putting down the tracks for all of the, you know, whatever the, the vehicles that carry the actors and crew and stuff from, here to there and it was in this kind of like desert kind of area that was created um for movie shoots and whatnot and it was just weird like being on set around like harold ramus dude i'd I'm be like, fucking I'm just like ecstatic yeah and I, I didn't i again i was too i just i couldn't like go out of my way to be like hey can i take a picture or like for him or like jack black or michael Sierra or like juno temple or any of them for like you know, any reason. And like Oliver Platt was there and like David cross. And I'm like, I I can't do it. I just can't like, I'm just, I'm too nervous. I don't know what to say. And I just couldn't do it. My buddy, of course that I was, you know, one of my best friends, my best friend to this day was also working there. And he was just like, 
I don't give a shit. Like I'm going to go take a picture. I'm going to ask what not. But like, it was just one of those things where I was like, that's fucking Harold Ramis. And yeah, like he's just sitting here directing this movie and like, wow. You know, it's just cool. I don't I know. It's just a cool experience. So. I still need to introduce I, my wife to Caddyshack. <laughs> oh man. That's a dude. That's a These days it's a, that's a hit or miss for people. It seems like, well, people, it's, it's, people, it's like people are, either really dig it or they don't. You yeah. Know? I have, I have an opinion about that. And, you know, I posted something on Twitter the other day about it. I just believe that people these days are entertained by absolutely nothing at all because oh, now yeah, if, it's that, not, yeah. if it's not over the top or if it's not, you know, completely talentless, they don't care. Yeah. Like if you listen to some of the music that we've got out nowadays, it's just utter oh garbage. No. Like can't, even, can't even, even the rap music, like I grew up with stuff like Eric B and Rakim and stuff like from yeah. back when rap was rapping, it was more hip hop yeah. and it was really good. Now it's just, you got bullshit. I can't even think of half yeah. of their names. I just know that yeah. they're, auto-tuned garbage yeah. Uh, yeah i feel like back in the day too like a lot of not not everybody but a lot of the a lot of people actually had like a message and like something to say that was like pertinent and like important you know and they wrote their own music of, right and like lyrics and everything and like but now it's just it's all a manufactured like product you know it's all just something that's like well let's just push this whatever and now you're sponsored by whoever kind of thing it's just it's it's not you got a pretty face let's give you some singing lessons and see what we can come up with <laughs> you know what fuck the singing lessons we can auto-tune that you're good just talk <laughs> right? and we'll put it we'll make it the right notes you're fine just just say these words out loud in any room mm. ever just you know what you're in the bathroom right now pull up your voice memos on your phone say the words uh with a space in between and we'll, we'll auto-tune them it's fine uh, that's pretty much I feel like what happens now. But yeah, like, I mean, yeah. eventually, eventually we're just going to be entertained by, by literally nothing. And there's not going to be any form of talent anywhere anymore. Yeah. And, you know, just like with horror movies, like, like we've been discussing, like they keep coming up with remake after remake and they're not going to have anything original. Right. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Robert England come back and play Freddy one more time. Hell, I'd even take Freddy and actually have him direct a Nightmare on Elm Street movie the way that it should be done. Because if you yeah. think about it, he worked with Wes for so long that he yeah. could probably actually come back and make a well, solid and he did so many sequels with Adam, too. It, it, I'm sure he could be like, this was the heart of what we were feeling at the time. You know? Exactly. I, I and, feel like – yeah, I feel like New Nightmare was like a, a was, close – I was getting ready to bring that. that up. I was getting ready to yeah. bring that up because that was perfect. That was it was awesome. The way they made Freddy look was both. Like he, you had both. You had the original Freddy, but then you had what they created for this movie. Right? And he yeah. was fucking terrifying. Yeah. And that's talk about a brilliant idea. You know, to come back and bring, for a franchise to be like, okay, so we're talking about the actors in the movie. And like now they start experiencing the things that happened in the movie they were in all these years later. And like you even have her on a talk show and like Robert England comes out in the makeup and it's like, oh, it's a funny thing. <clears throat> but it's coming back to haunt her. And then it actually because her son does is now come involved. back to haunt her. Which well, do wasn't, wasn't the kid from that wasn't he was in another yeah, horror movie. He was from uh he, he was in – he was one of those like 80s, 90s kids that oh, was like shit. in things for a sec. Oh, uh, shit. I'll find it here. Uh, I'm going to kick myself in the ass when I find out who it is because I'm looking it up my damn self. Uh, 
Miko, Miko Hughes, Hughes, his name was Dylan. He was in Pet Gid- Cemetery, Kindergarten Cop. He was uh, in the original Pet Cemetery. He was Gabe. Okay, from the yeah, original yeah, yeah. Pet Cemetery. Okay, that's where I yeah. know him from. Yeah, and Kindergarten Cop because you know that's just a classic movie. Oh in yeah, for sure. But yeah, uh, uh, the Pet. Ce- okay, that's another. That's another thing. Bringing up Pet Cemetery. Spawn. <clears throat> like. What they did with it was perfect. When they remade it, now don't get me wrong, part one was a whole, to me, was chapter one was better than chapter two, but chapter yeah. two, dude, they I still could haven't not seen a, chapter two. But okay, yeah. okay, shit. No, I'm not going to yeah, say no anything spoilers, about that. Please. No, no, no. <laughs> I will not say anything about that, but okay, we'll just talk about chapter one. It was yeah, perfect. Loved it. And, you know, the kids they got to play the role were just perfect. But then they turn around and take another Stephen King movie and make it one, which was Pet Cemetery, rewrote the whole fucking thing. I didn't like it. I didn't like the remake of heard. Pet Cemetery. I heard it was it was different and it versus the move the past movie and like the book and everything. That I still need to watch Doctor Sleep. Animal. What's that? I still need to watch Doctor Sleep. I watched that one uh actually recently and I watched the director's cut. Um and it's, I liked it. I really did. Um, it's, there's, it's kind of weird in the sense that like there is some acting that I think is, is sub, subpar to be nice. Um, but there's some really cool aspects about the movie and some cool re, not reshoots, but just like instead of taking the footage from the original movie, which they do in a couple of shots, but they take certain, they almost they they remade certain scenes for this with okay. different actors to portray, uh, say um, some other characters without spoiling. Well, it's, uh, it's and funny. I, it was an interesting choice. And at first, and I was like, I don't know if I like this. You should just say. It. But then, like, the more it kind of started happening, I was like, actually, it's kind of a cool idea because they're trying to sort of honor the book and the movie that people are familiar with, but they're tra- sort of trying to make both work in continuity it with this movie with this doctor sleep idea and that aspect i thought was really cool and there's a lot to like about it so i'm sure people would have their different gripes and whatnot but i, I by the end i was like okay this is cool so yeah well, what's funny is that people love the shining like even I, me yeah i love the shining but i've read the book as well as watch the movie. And there are so many differences such as oh yeah, the fact that the down season that they're actually in is actually in the middle of the summertime huh. in the book. Yeah. Because why would a yeah. ski resort be closed during the down season? And it's the middle of fucking winter. Right. But yeah, there, I, yeah there's a lot of differences for sure. Like in that sense between the, I mean, he took some liberties with the, with the story and dude, there's a, really fun conspiracy theory if you're into that sort of thing that ties in with all of it that is just fun to dive into if you like just like playing around with conspiracy theories oh, dude, uh, I, I do that sometimes me, me and my wife will sit there and watch this conspiracy YouTube videos and shit like that oh it's yeah just like, there's uh, Room 237 is a documentary I uh, heard of about, this I've not watched it yeah you should watch it, it it's interesting it, it, it's like you know it, again it's one of those things it's just fun to like listen to these different ideas um worth watching though for sure very interesting because you start getting into kubrick's like you know they talk about the whole conspiracy theory of him like being part of faking the moon landing and all that shit and like some of the things some of the things tying into the shining i'm like i mean 
I'm like, that kind of makes sense. Like, why else would he have put that thing right there or put that shirt on that person? You know what I mean? Like, there's things like that, but it's also just like, whatever. But it's just fun to kind of like, you know, look at. Um, so that definitely something worth, worth looking into. I don't think it's free anywhere, but it might be on like Shutter or something like that. I, I can't remember where it's, I where it's available. Look I would just, yeah, look it up, but it's definitely an interesting watch for sure. Cause, uh, Another fun fact about The Shining is the fact that out of all Stephen King's movies that have been made into or books that have been made into movies, he hates The Shining. He despises oh, yeah. that movie. Oh yeah. He says that is the <laughs> yeah. worst one that he is. He said that if he had known what it was going to turn into, he would have never given yeah. permission. His son's and, not what, far off with writing really good stuff too, though. I've read his books and his uh, Hill House comics, and it's just like holy oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, I talked to Joey, uh, I talked to Joey about the Hill House comics on this, on this show. And like, dude, that's, I haven't read, and I think he, God, never mind. Actually, I'm not even going to try to go down there because I can't think of what I'm trying to think of specifically. But like, yeah, his Hill House comics are really good. And like, um, yeah, a fantastic line of comics. And I'm just curious to kind of see how it kind of moves along, but. Yeah, well, it's it's been awesome following those. So. If you're if you're interested, uh, it's not part of Hill House, but it was actually made a graphic novel, and it's actually based off of one of his books uh, called uh, the 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 novel is called Nosferatu, but it's spelled like yeah. a license plate. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so you see know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I haven't well, read it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, the the Comicsology Unlimited has for free. You can download the graphic novel of that book and it's called hmm. Wraith. Okay, cool. And I definitely recommend the hell out of it because I nice. the, I've read that book I don't know how many times. Not the not the graphic oh. novel, but the actual Nosferatu is fucking brilliant. Awesome man. And Horns is another good one. Horns? Like yes. okay, so again that, that might be another movie that I saw with Daniel Radcliffe. That it I, it I is. It's ba- yes the book novel. the book is based off of the movie. Or no the movie's based off the book. Okay. Uh, See, I enjoyed the movie and it was like, this is really weird. Again, didn't know it was a, that's fucking awesome. I'll have to look it up, uh, and read it. But, uh, dude, yeah, that, hell yeah, man. The only thing that pissed me off that was different or it didn't piss me off because I wish the, the only way it pissed me off was I wish it would have been in the book. And it was the whole part where he got out of his car and all the news reporters are around him. He's like, I got an idea. Why don't you guys all beat the shit out of each other? And whoever wins, I'll give an exclusive interview to, that was so fucking <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Because that fucking boom mic guy was just happens, like, boom. So, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. yeah but, uh, you know, just, I just, I wish they would stop doing remakes of a whole lot of shit and just start being original yeah. again. I mean, the Conjuring movies were original, but they were still based off of Ed and Lorraine's stories. And we are eventually right. supposed to be getting one of the Conjuring stories based off of the Amityville events. Which I would oh, love. Man. Yeah, like a different perspective of that movie. Instead of seeing the Amityville kind of horror done for the 20th time, show yeah. us what Ed and Lorraine went through. Because obviously yeah. some shit went down in that fucking house yeah. for them. Yeah. I'd be curious to see that, that version of it. That'd be cool. And again, as opposed to like a remake, just being like, well, here, it'd be cool. To, yeah. Again, to tie it into that with those characters, like Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, like make it like, okay, this is them tackling this. And it's not about the family and the house. It's about how their, you know, approach to it is. Yeah, exactly. really cool. And, you yeah. know, just like with the Annabelle movies, I, I, I think we could have done without 
them. The only one that I didn't mind watching was uh, Annabelle Comes Home. And that was because that was like through the eyes of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Like, well, not them themselves, but their daughter. See, I um, don't know. I watched one of those movies that one of my friends whose opinion I really respect when it comes to horror movies said was really good. And I watched one of those movies and was like, sorry, I, I, I don't agree. I feel like this is really bad. But again, I don't remember which one it was. Well, I never I know there was creation. one that like deep, maybe I, I don't know. I don't remember. I think creation was it, the the one that looked like it took place like in older. Maybe time. so. Is that the one that ends with like somebody like falling out a window or like almost falling out a window? No, or no, something? no. That was that, the very that's first what I remember Annabelle. about it. Okay, that's maybe that's the one we watched, and I was just like, I, "What?" That was nothing I, but a glorified jump scare movie. To me. Uh, yeah, and that, okay, that, if that's I, the one, then I was like, "Yeah, that that was not a good movie to me." But I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong; I love my jump scares because that's really sure. the you know, just like the first Conjuring movie, you see the girl walking into the fucking you know wardrobe. The sister gets out of bed, brings her back to bed, and then. She, you know, gets up and goes and yeah. looks at the wardrobe and then the sister sits up and points up and I'm not even going to lie. I saw it coming a mile away. I still jump every <laughs> fucking time. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie and they have a good creepy like atmosphere about it. They don't I do like it those like, movies. I, I like the Conjuring movies. Yeah. Yeah. They don't do it like they, they do the foreshadowing, but they don't do it like most movies do where they kind of like take so long that you, at which point you're just like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to expect it anyways. It's like they, they do it differently every time they throw a jump scare at you. They, they fucking have it either go on for a while and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's just like, boom, there it is. Or you do it like with the wardrobe yeah. scene where you're like, okay, I know some shit's about to happen, but then all of a sudden you see it slowly pan up and then all of a sudden it zooms in real quick at this thing. No, fuck that, dude. Yeah. No. That shit got me so fucking good the first time I about flipped out of my damn yeah. seat. <laughs> dude, no, the first, yeah, that got me and like, there's just some good, like, scary stuff in there in general. Like, even at the end when, like, the mom is, like, possessed and whatnot and, like, oh, yeah. All that stuff, like, just kind of, like, gave me, like, just weird, like, hair standing up on the, like, on my arms and my neck and stuff. But, like, it's also ties into, like, the family aspect of it of, like, them, like, reaching out to her and, like, trying to get her out of that sort of state of mind and stuff. I thought it was done really well. But, um, the, okay. So the, the other question I wanted to ask, when it comes to uh, horror movies, uh, what are your thoughts if you've seen it on the movie uh, Cabin Fever? No, I'm sorry, not Cabin Fever. Oh fuck, Cabin in the Woods. Sorry, oh, wrong. Cab Cabin wrong in thing. the Woods with uh, Cabin in the Woods with Chris Hemsworth. He's, yeah, the sort of like you know horror movie slash not necessarily parody, but kind of just like oh no, it was a total parody. On that. And to me, yeah, that was the movie that we needed at that moment because that was oh, when yeah. Hollywood was just recycling the same tropes for every horror movie that was coming out. Yeah. So we're going to give you a movie that makes it. fun yeah. of it. And it puts it all in there, all in your face while also still being a compelling like horror movie, you know? And I mean, like, you can't go wrong. Don't get me wrong. Chris Hemsworth is a tremendous actor, but to see him die the way that spoiler to see him die, the way yeah. that he died was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Because he just yeah. knew he was going to fucking make it over that gap. Nope. Oh, yeah. And it was just like the hero moment of like, 
I'll come back for you. And just <laughs> done. Like, no. Oh, I, dude, <laughs> and, and, and I don't know why I didn't see that coming because they had shown the bird at the beginning of the movie fly into this force field. So you knew they weren't going to be able as, to like, do that. Yeah. As they're going through that tunnel. But when you get by the time you get back around to that moment of him about to take the dirt bike or whatever over the canyon, you've like forgotten about that. Exactly. And he's just like. Wait here. I'm gonna go get help, and, and I'll be right back. And like, it's just. And he, at this time, when they made the movie, Chris Hemsworth wasn't Chris Hemsworth. But like, by the time we actually watched it, like it had been years since they made this movie, and you're thinking, "Oh, okay, I know. Yeah, he is the hero. <laughs> yeah, he fucking eats it, man. Dude, no, the fucking uh, one that they picked to be the hero was my favorite part of the whole movie. The stoner yeah. guy. The stoner guy. Oh yeah, was with like great. the great. He had some like of the, the coffee mug that yes. turns into the fucking yeah. So. He was he had some of the best one liners in that movie. Yeah, like uh, like when they're with the old man and he's talking about some. I hear the roads are coming through here pretty soon. Streets paved with actual street. Yeah, <laughs> like shit and like he's that. The, like the logical one because he's so high, and like he's the one that sees things clearly. He's like, his, no, clearly, guys, this is a mistake. Yeah, like, his something drugs, weird. and they even. Yeah. They made a comment that there Even was something they, in his weed that was preventing yeah. their uh their uh pheromones or whatever their they were pheromones in. and stuff, yeah. Like it was preventing them from affecting him because he could hear the shit. Like the fucking part where he's yeah. like he kept hearing someone That's say, right. I'm gonna go for a walk. Yeah. He could hear yeah, he could hear all the inf- uh, all the uh, sort of influencing like sub uh, what do you subliminal call it? messaging. The, uh, subliminal messages and stuff like he could he could sense all of that because like whatever his in his weed i guess the thc or whatever they want to say about it but like that's what made him not susceptible to their influence and i thought that was so funny but also just awesome but what made it even funnier is like people don't go back and look at this is if you if you go back and look at it, he must have been a shitty friend at the same time because they were all smoking his weed, but the rest of them were affected. So he was keeping all the good shit to yeah, himself. Right. Yeah, but yeah, like <laughs> you know, and he they 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 managed to give him the good jokes too. Like uh, uh, when he was talking to the the girl about you know we're just puppeteers, and she's like puppeteers. And he immediately went to Stone and told him, Pop-Tarts? You say something about Pop-Tarts? Like, I'm yeah. like, dude, I've been in those days. I haven't done that shit in a long time, but I'm going ahead and tell you, I remember that that feeling. <laughs> it's been ages. It's, like it's been like 20 years for me, but, you know, I remember that yeah. feeling. Yeah. I mean, dude, like, oh, man. It, like, not only that aspect, but, like, when you go to the corporation, which is where you start the movie. You start the movie with the corporation with uh, Richard, uh, Richard Jenkins and – uh Bradley Whitford, like that's how you start it with them, like driving around in their little whatever golf cart, golf cart thing at their corporation, and then it cuts to like the titles, and then you know what I mean. Like it was just a movie that was like done, in my opinion, is genius. And like again, one of the best horror sequences in a horror movie ever is that whole elevator thing when they release all of the cells that hold all the nightmares, which are different versions of different horror movie characters and whatnot. So when the elevators unleash and like the SWAT team just gets annihilated 
Oh, I've actually, these horror characters. I to hunt it, it is down. just like cinematic horror beauty. I have to hunt like, it down, but there's actually a meme that I saw that had a picture of that bloody hallway, and all it said was "ding ding motherfucker." And like you, if you've seen the movie, you know what the fuck <laughs> oh, that means. God. It's just yeah, brilliant, dude. So fucking okay. I'm glad. I'm glad that we like fall on the same page of that because, dude, it, oddly enough, like when I saw the movie, um, we ended up we did get it in theaters here. And uh, that's where I was like, oh, this is the greatest horror movie I've ever seen in my life. Like, it, this is beautiful. It's like just – it's an homage and a parody all the same. You know? It was definitely campy just, enough to pass off as like a really solid like classic. Like, yeah. It will be a classic. But, oh, yeah. And I feel like it is. But like it was just weird because there were a lot of people that just didn't get it. They were just like, I just don't understand. Like, this is just a weird movie. It doesn't make any sense. I like, wish, I don't, I wish like, people would stop that. It's just cheesy. That. And like, why is there a corporation? I'm like – what, what do you mean? Like, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing is that it's like, oh, that's the whole, you're not getting it. Never mind. It's not worth explaining. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, that's the one that thing I wish hard that people for a lot of people. Stop. I think I wish people would yeah. stop trying to think that everything is supposed to be some artsy fartsy form of you've got to pick this shit apart to understand it. No, just go sit down, shut up, watch a movie and be yeah. entertained. Yeah. That's what and, like, do. And, and, and overthinking it to the extent of being like, well, I mean, it's just it's cheesy. I like why is you know why are they acting so cheesy and like they're doing the normal horror movie tropes and I'm like that's the point. Of exactly. The movie. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I mean and and I mean how brilliant was it that the one dude who kept betting on the merman was the one that got eaten by a merman and he even made the oh, joke I was like oh come yeah. on. Yeah, like, like, dude, like, what do they look like? Yeah, we got to see. Oh my god! And the unicorn. I mean, you can't you can't go talking about this movie without oh, mentioning yeah. the fact that they put a unicorn in a building filled that, with monsters. Yeah, and it like it freaking is impaling people. Oh, dude, that was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, and Sigourney and then Weaver it ends with Sigourney Weaver leading to like the like the old gods like rising up and destroying Earth pretty much again. Like that's like the mythological things were true of like we had to feed the gods and you're like thinking that they're insane cultists turns out they were right and like the whole ritual like was a necessary thing otherwise we all die and it's just like dude this is fucking brilliant and all you see to prove that is that this giant fiery arm comes out of the ground at the end and like slams down and you go to credits it's like fuck really dude, it was like okay, back in the day right. man if like back in the day like my early nineties of horror and stuff like that. Sigourney Weaver and fucking Jamie Lee Curtis, and Nev Campbell. And yeah. If, if they were in a movie, I was fucking there. I was fucking yeah. there. Except for Wild yeah. Things with Nev Campbell. I didn't like that movie at all. That movie was fucking trash, but Scream is Scream was the movie that we that needed. One. Don't watch Wild Things. It's yeah. not even a horror movie. It's just some weird, like sex. I, to movie. me, when it was, yeah, I was going to say when it was being advertised, it just seemed like it was like a porn, like a, I mean, I say poor, like softcore porn or something. I don't know. It's like, basically what? porn that what? you could put in theaters that had Bill Murray. Bill Murray in was it. in that movie. Yeah, he played a crooked lawyer. He it wasn't. It really wasn't that oh, okay. great. Who else it was like Matt Dillon? Matt Matt Dillon was in it. Uh, yeah. Kevin Bacon was in it. Yeah, yeah. We could have gone without. Yeah, okay, so seeing pretty star studded cast, but yeah, basically a yeah, basically. A, Okay. Well, didn't see it. I'm okay not seeing it. So, but yes, the Scream franchise to me, I love the Scream franchise. To me, it was original. It was what it, it, it was the original cabin in the woods because it literally, you had the original, you had the original. Yeah. And then you had the sequel that made fun of sequels, 
which yeah. I hated that Jay, uh, Jamie Kennedy was the one that got taken out of that one because he was the best part of that fucking movie. Um, Scream 3, I didn't care too much for, but they kept it original and they made fun of trilogies. Yeah. And then Scream 4 came along and we made fun of remakes, which yeah. they had yeah. to put that crazy bitch in it. Uh, oh, fuck. She always plays a crazy bitch in every movie that she's in. Oh, fuck. What's her name? Dude, I saw it in theaters and I don't even I, – the one thing I remember the, about that movie was the closing credits song. Um, oh, yeah. Scream had like the best even. fucking soundtracks. Like, yeah. Didn't was it Scream Three that was just like Creed the whole time? Uh, one of them was just like Oh yeah, Scream uh, Three well, had that What If? Here's Creed, yeah, yeah. I, did who was it? Was it Emma Roberts that was in Scream that one? Four? That was the one. That's what I'm thinking about. Yes, her from American Horror. Yeah, Story. yeah, yeah. Yeah, she uh, she always plays somebody psycho, like always. So let's see, it had a lot of the original cast, and then you had. Oh no! I'm going to tell you, I would never watch it again if they had killed off uh, David Arquette. Yeah. But there's actually a. Speaking of conspiracies, there's a conspiracy going on that everything that has ever happened in any of the screen movies was because of Dewey. Somehow, huh. some way, there is a master. The Dewey is the mastermind behind everybody meeting up <laughs> and starting this whole plan to ruin Sid's life for something that she did to him. Oh boy! Up. Oh my god! I don't like fucking some, know. Some fan theories? Uh, yeah. It, like I said, just a, just a fan conspiracy that I've heard. It makes no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It is pretty much just interesting to read and hear how people's yeah. ideas can be led to whatever they come up with, which would be yeah. a better way to make these horror movies better is if they just <laughs> followed their own imagination. If they can come up with some of the outlandish shit we see in fan fiction, to be sure we can get something original. Oh, Hollywood. yeah, dude. That, that, and that's the thing. Like, there are people, I'm sure, writing scripts and stories and whatnot that are being submitted to studios that they're just like, well, this is a really good script, but it is not part of whatever franchise, and that's what makes money, which I'm kind of like, does it really, though? Do they make money now? Um, and But I'm like, you know, maybe take a chance on these original. Again, these are the movies that are being hailed by people. It's like these – these the witch and hereditary and it's midsummer, these movies that, yeah, sure, these, these filmmakers have to like – they have the repertoire of like short films and shit like that, but like – you know, their first feature films are like their first times working on a big budget movie. And they're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but it's like a movie that gets into, ends up being like really well regarded because it's like they let them do their vision of this horror movie. And it's just kind of like, maybe just keep doing that. You know what I mean? Just don't, we don't need another remake of Friday the 13th or, or, or Nightmare on Elm or whatever, you know? Like, Which don't get me wrong. The remake of Nightmare on Elm Street was pretty solid. I didn't mind that one so much. Yeah, the one the, from two, yeah, yeah, with uh, fuck, uh, what God? What's his name? Jared Padalecki. Well, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, Rorschach, the guy that played Rorschach, and I, I feel like an asshole because I can't remember his name because I love that dude. Um, he's one of those Wait. three name guys. Oh, um, Jackie, Jackie, Jackie Earl, Earl H- Haley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was and again. That was the one I was talking about earlier, where it's like he just he, he plays it more dark. They don't try to do the funny thing. Um, oh no, that was Nightmare but, on Elm Street. I was talking about Friday oh, yeah. the Thirteenth. Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, Friday, Friday the Thirteenth. Yep, that was not. Uh, yeah, that one. <laughs> no, not not a fan of that one. <laughs> I actually didn't mind that one, but then again, really? you know, like you know, different strokes, different folks, you know. Because sure, uh, yeah, yeah, 
because I mean, just like you like the night, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, I did not like that at all. I felt yeah. that it was just a little too much. Um, yeah. Even though, uh, fuck, uh, what's his name? Uh, he was in Jennifer's body. He was the, the dude that made it through the very end. Oh, fuck. I can't think oh, of his God, name. Oh, God, dude. I, and I saw that one too. And I just don't remember. I saw Jennifer's body and the Friday the 13th one. I don't remember who kind of carried through there. No, it was Nightmare on Elm uh, Street that had the guy that I'm talking about. Oh, it. Um, okay. He was, he played the emo, like kind of Billy Joe Armstrong character in Jennifer's huh. body. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I, I can picture him. I just, I never, I don't think I ever knew his name. Uh, my, my wife used to like talk about him and I cannot fuck this. She'd fucking kill me if I didn't know who the hell it was. It's, oh, uh, I'm going to feel like a complete jackass when I actually find out what it is. Kyle Gallner? Kyle Gallner, yep. I feel like a jackass. I mean, jackass. I wouldn't have known his name by any means. I, I know his face, but I would never have known his name. But fucking J.K. Simmons was in this movie. Adam Brody, Amanda Seyfried. Like, dude, that's this cast of uh, Chris Pratt. Yeah, Jennifer's body like, was like fucking it's cr- great. Crazy how many people are in this movie. I, I saw it years ago when it first came out, like, not in theaters, but after that, like, I just didn't realize that. If but, I had to hear that uh, fucking song one more time, though, I was probably going to go the fuck off. <laughs> uh, that, that, uh, so you were, so you were a fan of the Friday the 13th remake that they did. Yes, I was. I did. Cool. I did kind of enjoy that. Uh, it was, it was better than some of the shit that we had had at that time. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I think the reason that that one held up so much to me was because it wasn't. It was still campy enough to be part yep. of the Friday the 13th franchise. Uh, yep. I mean, you had the random moments of boob shots. You had yep. the. Well, and there was the one guy. That's the one. One of the things I remember was like the guy being like, my God, your boobs are exquisite. And like they're having sex. And I'm oh, like, yeah. What, what uh, kind of phrase? <laughs> like, like, it's like, okay, maybe this is supposed to be like all really tongue in cheek kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And then, then you had the one death <laughs> with the cop that was outside and the guy, and Jason took the poker, stuck it through the back of his head. And somehow I've not figured out how, but this goes back to it being the fact that it's campy. Somehow the sheriff's. I was on the end of the poker that right. got stuck through a oak door and it was yeah. perfectly intact. So I was like, okay, yeah, this is a Friday the 13th yep. movie. Now <laughs> I do draw my lines with certain campiness. Like there's some that's just like, okay, that's too fucking campy. And it's like, uh, Jason X. I hate oh, that God. movie. That, yeah. that was just her, the only part that was good to me was when he stabbed the dude in the stomach and the guy's like so badass talking about some, you think that that's going to kill me. And all he did was just twisted the fucking blade. And he's like, yep, that'll do it. Like that, that <laughs> shit was pretty fucking good. God, but I, I barely remember that. I remember him like, uh, God, I remember him like having those, like, those weird nanobite things, like rebuilding his like mask and his body or whatever. But the only other part I remember that movie was that he like goes to this campsite and like has these people strung up in their, uh, sleeping bag, the hologram, like beating them to death. Yeah, and yeah, and it's like a hologram kind of thing. Oh, the two topless and like girls, and he's just like beating each other with the pillows. Uh, the 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 sleeping that's bags. What it, yeah, yeah, and it's just like what? Yeah, that's that's what I remember about the movie. It was like that. That pretty much was it. But again, it's been years, so I haven't. I don't remember anything other oh, than those. <laughs> I, I, I don't even watch it again, man, because it's just I don't know. It's fucking awful. But yeah, I mean. 
you you gotta you gotta be campy. You gotta be you gotta yeah. give people. You can't just traumatize people with your movies. You've got to make it a little bit of fun at the same time. You can't just yeah. go out there and have people watch people get fucked up left and right. You've got to make jokes. You've got to make it a little light so that it's not completely like I'm gonna need therapy after watching this yeah. kind of shit. Which is again, yeah, go which was kinda of what they're making now is like you watch like the witch and stuff like that and by the end of it you're like, oh God. Yeah, but, like, what? but if you sit <laughs> yeah. there and just watch them you can be entertained by them. But yeah. then you got shit like, oh, I refuse to watch it. I have not watched a single fucking one of them. South Park made an episode making fun of it, and that was enough for me. The Human Centipede, I will not watch. Oh, I've that. seen all of them. Oh, dude, I've no. seen all of them. I can't. I no. They're not okay. Here's the thing: they are described and hyped up to be a lot more um, graphic than they actually are. And in fact, as each it looks, so are they, I think there's three of them. So yeah. it's like they go from worst to nothing, like in order of release. So like the first one is like the most like graphic and the most, you know, gory. And then the second one's like, okay, like, all right, well, okay, we're, we're kind of gory here. And the third one is like where they're set, it's set like a, at a prison. It's one of the bo- most boring movies. Um, that I've ever seen. It, it's like, it's just people sitting around, sitting around a prison. And it's like, the, it's like the, the guards and like the, the warden and what literally just sitting around talking about stuff. And then at the end, you have all the prisoners in a line. Like there, that's the whole scheme is like, we're going to tie all these prisoners together in the human centipede fashion. But like, that's all you see. And it's not even like a graphic gory or gross thing. It's like, I think it's computer. Gener- generated if i remember correctly so there's actually not even any gory aspects of it it's just like and it's obviously p- very poorly made um whereas the first one is kind of like okay i can i can see the shock value here i guess um you know for sure the content of what they're actually doing you you get that a little bit more in graphic detail but i'm telling you dude two and three are just like he knew people were going to watch him to see if something shocking happened. And I'm telling you, it doesn't not even worth watching. I would not like to just, to find out, like I'm just telling you not worth watching to even find out. The first one is the only one I would say, like if you're interested in like, Ooh, what's this crazy? What happens? I see. Don't even work. Don't even do not even bother with the second and third one. Just the whole ass to mouth thing, man. It's got me completely off the books on that one. I'm just like, uh no, you never get yeah, asked. No, no, it's and that it, again in the first one, it's gross. Uh, and it's again not overly detailed, but enough to where it's like, okay, that's gross. Um, and it's grotesque enough to be like, oh fuck, like oh that looks like it hurt. Self-proclaimed almost had me with thing, that shit. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they exaggerated it, which is what they do, and they do it well. Um, there's one thing that happens in the movie where I was like, Oh God, okay. You're just really trying to push the limits here and it doesn't have anything to do with people being sewn together. Um, and it's just like, okay, come on, really? And it's towards the end. But anyway, uh, I was, as far as like horror and shock value, that's the only one that I would say, like, if you're interested in that kind of thing, watch the first one, but just the other two don't even matter. Like nothing even happens nah. like, you know, worth yeah. Now I will say that out of everything that I've watched in my life, 
you know, one, you, you get those movies that you watch and you're just like, okay, this needs to be one that if you want to even remotely call yourself a horror fan, you have to watch this fucking movie. Everybody's got them. And, you know, I tell yeah. people, and I mentioned this at the start, uh, it's one of the movies that, you know, at a young age, it's not even really a scary movie, but it's one of those ones that if you, if you have kids and your kids are kind of interested in it, I would recommend letting them watch it when they're about five or six. And, you know, like I said, Monster Squad, because they can't go their whole yeah. life without ever once hearing Wolfman's got nards. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but Monster Squad to me is a perfect like solid mix. It was, you know, it was rough enough to be considered a horror movie, but at the same time, it was the yeah. Universal monsters. Yeah, and definitely worth what I would what I would recommend for anybody who ever tries to like who who likes horror that has not seen it. Mm -hmm. Watch it. Oh yeah, Dude, that's the perfect. Yeah, I love that movie. And um, again, like you said, the Universal monsters being like, sort of the key there is like perfect. Um, uh, let's see. I think that dude, I think the cabin fever thing was like the last question that I was like, let's see how he feels about this. Our cabin. Because in the great. that's, or, sorry, God, I keep saving cabin fever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know what you mean. I know, Fucking, I know exactly what I, you I'm mean. I'm not talking about Eli Roth here. Uh, no. Yeah. Cabin in the woods. God nah, damn it. Ca uh, cabin fever. That's a bit fucked up. That's when, that's when things started getting really <laughs> fucked up. Uh, uh, yeah. that, that movie has its own story. And, and they made a remake of it like a few years ago. And I'm like, uh, too soon. Exactly. People? Like that's the other thing. Like yeah. we're getting remakes of movies that just fucking yeah. and came out. And it's going straight to like Hulu, like not even like Netflix and HBO It's just straight to Hulu. Like what's, what, what's the point here of this remake? It's not even, it's not, you know what I mean? Like it's worse than the original. No, it's because which I used they to dig want, the original Cabin Fever. Like the but. original Cabin Fever was gross, but now they're seeing all the shit that they're coming out with now. And they're like, Oh, we need to go back and touch base on this and remake it to make it even grosser than it originally was. Right. No, you fucking really don't. I'm fine with yeah. watching, you know, Corey from boy meets world run around trying right. to like freak out and shit for yeah. Sean, you know, I think is who it was, but oh, yeah, right. Sean. It's still, and I was like, that was his big thing. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, like the, the, the remake, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I just kind of skipped through the remake of cabin fever and was like, this is not as well done at all. This is much lower budget and it's not, it's not more gross. It's not more shocking. Like it's worse. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like I, I did enjoy the original cabin fever. Um, again, it's been years. So I'd have to go back and rewatch it to say what I think now, but you know, at the time I enjoyed it. So like I remember I watched skip through the remake and the sequels for fucking whatever reason now i was like what are they doing here now here's a question but yeah for cabin you. in the woods is what i yeah meant to say no. like, that was like the one i was like what what are your thoughts on that so that's cool that we like fell on that same page now so, here's a question for awesome, you man. what do you think about yeah. the uh final destination franchise i mean that was out? Look, how can you not have fun with that hey, you know you. like whether or not like you think they're great movies or good or I mean, look at the cast. Like that, like, they weren't they weren't meant i mean they had devin sawa for christ's sake they weren't meant to <laughs> yeah. be good the dude from idle hands they were not meant to be yeah. good the dude uh, the human version of casper from the casper movie with uh, bill pullman and chris that's Jones. right he like, was yeah, wasn't that's, he? that's yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was he was a kid then yeah uh he was really creepy too he was like can i keep you slc punk really weird 
Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. He was the dude that was tripping on acid the whole time because it melted in his pocket. That yeah. shit was, I, uh, that shit had me done, dude. That, that part was dude, just yeah. too goddamn funny to me. But yeah, like you can't really, and, and Allie later, like, or I'm pretty sure yeah. I just butchered her last name, but yeah, you can't Something be like serious that, yeah. about those yeah. movies. Yeah. No, that, that, they're, they're a ton of fun. And even like the, like the sequels and whatnot, like they all have their like, because that's the whole thing is like, all right, what's the domino effect of death here? You know what I mean? Like, you, you how really, are we going to watch these people die? Yeah, you really watch and that's it. the whole thing. To, and each, each movie had a different theory for how the people were being taken out. Like it was right, either yeah. in order or, you know, it was alphabetically or some shit like that. But they always had at least one or two deaths that were just so far gone like you just like right. what the fuck like oh fuck i want to say it was like three or four where the dude was swimming and all of a sudden the pool suction cuts on and pulls his asshole right <laughs> out of him and i was just like whoa <laughs> i don't know if like, i saw that one. <laughs> oh, dude that's awesome if you get a chance just youtube the final destination death because that's really all you need unless you actually want to oh, watch the story i never thought about that yeah, no, I mean, no, there's no, there's no, there's really no point but yeah, in the story. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't, yeah, I need, I need to catch up on that. I'm surprised there hasn't been, I guarantee you, there will be a resurgence of like bringing back like Devin Sawa or something like that. Oh, no, they're already make, talking like, about rebooting the Final Destination franchise. I have seen an article somewhere where they were talking about okay. doing that. And again, so would it be like too soon? The destination. There's no final. It's like this is it. This is where we were going this whole time. <laughs> yeah, like that kind of thing. But, or would it be like you know? They should. You know, this this is Hollywood's perfect opportunity to really fuck with people and then name the movie something like that and then have it doing the whole build up like the first Final Destination movie. Only difference is no one makes it out five minutes in. Movie's over. <laughs> Just fuck with everybody. Spend twenty bucks yeah. in a movie theater. And then for five minutes of fucking people just getting blown yeah, up. Yeah, and something. then it's like, and then it's like an hour and a half of credits. Yeah, just and for like no fucking reason. Or something. Yeah, just roll through like <laughs> the entire list of credits for the franchise, and you know every movie that they've been in and shit like that. Yep. Just show their IMDb pages for everybody that worked on this movie. Yep. God, that would be fucking hilarious. Like, what do they? What do you do with Final Destination right now? Like, surely there's a way they're they're gonna bring it back. Of course, to bring him back to like war to give the final warning or something. Well, like they that. did that. Uh, uh, did you wait? Where did I you didn't, sh- I didn't. I know I didn't see the last one. Oh fuck! The, the, or maybe there were two that I missed. I don't know. I don't know watch how many it. I missed, but like I definitely watched the what last. Was it, what one. was the last one? I think the last one was just was the final destination. Okay. I definitely recommend that one, especially just to put a conclusion to it because it's got a solid ending. Okay. I will admit that. That Let's one see. had the really good ending. Uh, Let's see. What do we here? Five, 2011. Let's see. They had Final Destination, then two, three. The Final Destination was 2009, and then they had number five. So the Final Destination was number four. Okay, then five. They had number five. Five, five is the last in one. In 2011, I guess. So maybe that was the one that was has Tony Todd in it. Well, Tony Todd's been in all of them. Oh, that's right. He actually he, – no, you're he's right. He's the coroner. Fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's the one that – yeah, that's right. That's right. That no one ever um, questioned about shit, but he was in every one of them and always managed to explain about how he's seen this yeah. before. 
Like, I'll that's cool. Him that, at the okay, top yeah, of the list. This one was in 3D. That was the big thing. I remember seeing the trailer for this. This was in 3D, and that was like the big deal. Uh, 3D was overrated. Was Back then, 3D was yeah, overrated. Uh, oh, you yeah, got like no, one or two was, good shots painful. of a 3D, and it was just like, man, whatever. Because they did that shit. And with, the glasses hurt your eyes. Yeah, they did that yeah. shit with My Bloody Valentine, and it was just like, dude, no, I can't fucking <laughs> do this. And even then, yeah. like the only part that was 3D with My Bloody Valentine was the boobs. Like I think there was one. Act <laughs> I didn't see throw. that one. <laughs> I don't think I saw that one in theaters. You didn't. That's funny. Yeah, no. That one had the other mm-hmm. supernatural brother in it. Ah, uh, ah, uh, fuck. Uh, Red Hood. Ah, uh, fuck. Eccles. Jensen Eccles. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, fuck, dude, I gotta watch this Final Destination. Movie. Yes, you've got. I'm it. looking at the cast, and I'm just like, what is going? Oh, on? stop, 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 oh, stop, awful. stop! Don't look at the cast because it'll ruin something for you. Do not look at okay. that cast. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Already exited. Done. Good. Um, um, there's another movie that I have not watched, but I've heard about. It's called The Terrifier. Okay, I have seen that. I, I watched that. Because it, it came out of um, All Hallows Eve. Yeah. I yeah, saw yeah. All Hallows that, that Eve. Clown. But the Terrifier, I watched one death scene on YouTube because someone's like, you got to check this shit out, man. It's pretty cool. And it was the part where he had the woman butt naked, like chained upside down. And I watched that dude. Yeah, I was like, no. no. This is not cool. Yeah. There's nothing okay about this yeah, at there, all. That's, the, that's kind of like towards the end. And like – that's the sort of like where they spent all their money. Now he's a creepy looking clown. Oh, he's terrifying. He, he earned yeah, as his a name. character. Yeah, and, and as a as a character in like horror movie lore, uh, he's definitely like a great scary character. Um, but like my wife recently was like, let's just find like a good like horror movie. We, we used to watch horror movies all the time. And then we, when we had our kid, we kind of stopped because we just kind of felt it just, I don't know. It just changed what we felt about horror movies. Um, especially the really brutal. Ones oh yeah. It stuff. definitely changes. Cause like I said, I've got yeah. three man. And like, yeah, you know, that's when I, that's it was after my first child was born was when I made that a rule that I can't do child death. But like I said, right. Like I could deal with it with it. I could deal with it with pet cemetery. I know what's happening. I've known depending for on years. how it's like handled. Well, I think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the pet and cemetery, so movie, she, which is awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, okay, so she like brought up. She's like, "There's this like uh, somebody had posted something about the Terrifier movie, but she didn't know the name of the movie." And she like saw like the she's like there was just like this clown and she showed me like the gift that was posted like of like horror movies to watch or whatever, and I was like oh I've seen that like I don't I just I don't know if this is what like in your parameter of like what you want to watch just because and, or you know me too but like based off of kind of like the way we, we treat horror movies now, and she was like well like what I was like she was like have you seen it I was like yeah I've seen the movie, she was like well what like what's like the worst thing that happens? And so I explained that scene to her. Ugh. I was like, well, he like ties up her friend and then he hangs her upside down naked and saws her from the vagina through her head with a, like a hacksaw. And she was like, Oh no, 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 no. I don't need to see that. Nope. No, thank you. No, and I was yeah. like, yeah, that was, that was the way I felt pretty much I was, like, I, I like, felt. as it was happening. And then it, yeah, it, I was like, no, you know what? I, I actually like, it was one of those things. It was like, I didn't like fast forward it, but I was definitely like, okay, I, I, I can look away and you know, and if whatever, some people are like, Oh, you fucking pussy. I'm like, yeah, well, fuck you. I don't care. Like, you know what I mean? Some of those things I just don't need to watch. Cause like, especially when you're like a family man, exactly. you're like, okay, all I can think is like 
this could happen to someone that I love, like my wife, or you know what I mean? Or like, like when you're talking about like child death, like you think about your child. It's like, no, it's like, I don't need that uh, sort of thing attached. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to think about like my family with these things happening. Yeah, I mean, like it needs to be like an escape or something, you know, like that's you know, where it just personally, I don't want to, you know, experience that yeah. through film. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, at least you know that shit like Pennywise is definitely not real. You know, even though, right. yeah. even though I'm not going to lie that, that opening scene with Georgie fucking the, the kid that they got to play Georgie in the yeah. remake, that kid's yeah. going to go some places, man. Holy shit. He had me crying yeah. at the end of that. Fucking I was not movie. expecting, dude, I was not expecting, I was not expecting like the bitten off arm and him like crawling to get away. I wouldn't expect and him to show I that. I saw much. that in theaters. I was like, holy shit. Like they went there. Like they had his arm bitten off and he's like trying to crawl away. And, and they like didn't shrug back. And I was like, like they showed man. his his ghost that they kept showing was him without yeah. an arm, like every fucking yeah. time. And yeah, you know that part at the end, uh, which I think it's safe to say that this movie, there are no spoilers for this one because it's been a book that's been forever, and yeah, you know, decades. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I'm pretty sure everybody has seen this movie. Uh, yeah, but the the part where you know Bill had to do had to stop him, and he knew that that wasn't Georgie in front of him. But when the kid started crying, Thomas, I miss you. I just want to go home. Let's go home, Bill. Dude, I'm sitting yeah. there with my wife is ugly crying. I'm fucking crying at this yeah. point. I'm just like, just take him home. And then that's when I was like, no, don't. Yeah. You got to do it. Fuck. I had to look away for a right. second. I heard the shot. And then he turned into Pennywise, and I'm just like, okay. And yeah. the kid from Stranger Things being in it, like they could not have picked a better person to play him. Like that was fucking right. great. Yeah. I agree, man. Like the cast was awesome. And like, that's why again, like when I was started hearing that the second one wasn't as, as good or like it wasn't good or whatever, I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear it. No, no it was I good. Hear it. I don't want to hear it. It was good. But they put too much emphasis on shit that they didn't need to put an emphasis on. They added shit okay, to it that they that. didn't need to add to it. Like, you know, it's kind of like, kind of like Joker. Yeah. Kind of like Joker. They had, the movie was great, but it had stuff in it that we could have okay. done without. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. again, I haven't given that one, or I, I own it. I, I, I own it. I saw it in theaters. I haven't given, given it a rewatch. And yeah, my first viewing was like, I walked out like, well, fuck, I got to think about this for a while. So I like, had a lot of like, yeah. No, all I needed to see was that talk show scene. And I was like, yep, this is great. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know. I, it was a great movie. I, it was just one of those things where I was like, as far as analyzing a lot of things, I was like, I don't really know what to think about it. And I haven't watched it yeah, since. I told, and I loved it. I did. But I told yeah. one of my comic book friends, I was like, sure. look, I'm going to go on ahead and tell you this right now. Unless they get Joaquin Phoenix, he doesn't even have to play Arthur Fleck. He just has to play Joker and look like that. Unless we get that in another Batman movie, I don't want to see Joker in another fucking Batman movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just my, no, we, like, my because, opinion on that one. Yeah, there's been a lot of like the speculation of like, well, is the Batman like Matt Reeves, Bat, uh, uh, you know, Pattinson version going to tie in or is it not or whatnot? And I was like, you know what? I like, if it's not going to be standalone, it it would be cool to see like like in this movie because it seems like Joker was set in like the eighties, right, yes. or something like that. Yes, it was. And so, and so it would be cool to kind of see the, this 
Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, Batman movie set. It seems like, I guess now after Matt Reeves has been talking, it seems like it's going to be like a modern day sort of thing, uh, which everyone thought it was going to be like set in the nineties or whatever. But after he was talking, he, he kept saying modern day or in today's world or something like that. So I think it's going to be modern day. So like, it would just be kind of cool to like, if it's going to be a detective story, like have him visit Arkham Asylum and you have this old, useless, decrepit, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Yes. Just chain smoking cigarettes. Maybe barely even able to talk, but he's just like croaking out like, you know, maybe useless, maybe meaningful, uh, jargon with, you know, this, this version of Batman on his detective's journey for whatever the story is. I was like, that would be a cool cameo. He's not an adversary that he has to go fight. You're not trying to make him Dark Knight Returns. You're not trying to make him animated series. It's this old spent version that never fought Batman, really. He's just been locked up, but he has all these connections. Like I thought, always thought that would be really cool to like have him just go visit him. And that's the cameo as he's just sitting there chain smoking in some dark room with a light over his head. And like, you know, it's just that's that's the Joker that we get in that world, and it is what it is. We focus on other things, but like that was kind of the way I was like, that would be a cool way to do it, you know? Exactly. But now, that's just that's my take. I don't know. Now, one comic book series that I would love to see actually done right. Now, don't get me wrong; the movie that we got was good, and you know, this is a for what it was, it was still considered a horror comic, and I, you know, the Hellblazer. I would love to see that one done yeah. the way that I feel that it should be done. Like get Matt Ryan, the guy who's playing Constantine right now on Legends of Tomorrow, and yeah, uh, he's doing the voice of Constantine for the animated stuff. Which oh yeah, uh, if you ha- is really good. Have you seen City of Demons? I have Demons? not seen City of Demons, but I've oh, I've it's seen the perfect um, for a horror Justice League Dark and yeah. Yeah. And we got Justice League Dark Apocalypse War coming out next month oh, yeah. that I'm looking forward to. But yeah, yeah uh, look, if you get a chance and you can find it, I think it's on Voodoo or something like relatively cheap. Uh, you can actually, I think it's a two pack. Uh, you can get Justice League Dark and Constantine City of Demons, the movie, uh, for like cool. 14 bucks or some shit. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Yeah. But City of Demons is a good horror version of Constantine, which is what I think That's we would need heard. to do. Yeah. If, if you were, cause the Constantine we got was from actually volume five of the Hellblazer Vertigo run called dangerous habits. Um, that's basically yeah. a, the movie portrayal of that version. But if we had, uh, Matt Ryan come in and do a whole bunch of actual back and forth between hell, you know, stopping the monsters and the demons that are coming out, I think you have the possibility of a really solid R-rated comic book movie that is based off of some kind of horrific yeah, world. That'd be awesome. I would definitely pay would money to see, to see would, that. Oh yeah, and I'd love to see that version of like the like I don't know like a, a, the Swamp Thing Constantine version movie. That's that oh, hell like the yes. horror horror R-rated horror version detective story of like a buddy cop movie of Constantine and Swamp Thing. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, what shit would they have to get into? To you know what I mean? Like, but but like, give it like a two and a half to almost three hour long runtime kind of thing, or or like a mini series or something. But like, that's the thing I would love to see too. It's like, God, just give those two 
a fucking run at it. You I mean, know? DC Universe had just, the opportunity. And they fucking squandered it with that Swamp Thing series. Dude, and I liked Swamp it until thing, like the last episode or I didn't two. watch the final episode, but the Swamp Thing series to me, it had a good solid run as far as being actually kind of a horror series too. And yeah. it was actually also filmed and, and the reason that it flopped and they, that was probably why the last couple of episodes, because they were told they couldn't film anymore where they were filming, which was once again in Wilmington. So it was also filmed yeah. here in my home state. Right. But, you know, the, for some odd reason, the town that has filmed shit like the crow, like the original crow that was filmed there. Yeah. You know, Oh, nice. They, said that Swamp Thing was too much. They couldn't fucking make any more there. Like Then just fucking relocate. Don't end the fucking series. Find somewhere yeah. that will let you do right. it. Right. I felt like there was – I always felt like there was more just because the information never came out. I also felt like there was more to that story um, than – because there was a lot of different like things that were coming out. I kind of always felt like – I don't know. It was like, well, Swamp Thing is cool and all, but like, what if we did this other thing that wasn't only on DC Universe, but also went to network TV, like CW, but was supposed to be on the DC Universe, and I'm not naming any names or any shows, but you know, if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what to gather from yeah. that. I always kind of felt like maybe that might have been the reason, and I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong, but it's just another in a chain of events of like, but this thing was really good, and then it got squandered at the very end. Oh, damn, for some reason, that last episode it. is just a, a heap of shit for some reason. Why is that? You know, like, why would you want to put that out there and cancel the last few episodes? It's just weird. I don't know. Anyway, that's I don't even, not only. Oh, want God, to watch it's a whole other anymore. podcast. But do what? I said, no, I don't even want to. I mean, there's really it. no point in watching the last episode because I, and I like the rest of the series of Swamp Thing. I really did enjoy it. It's just the last the last episode. Maybe the maybe the one before the last episode like starts to really suffer i think from being like okay well how do we start piecing these things together but like other than that like i really enjoyed the series and it's just a, it's a such a fucking bummer that they had like a cinematic quality to the series and it like this is your time to re just really bring back swamp thing and Oh, you dude, just they, throw it away they, at the last minute. Perfect. That's the one that they were hyping up at the beginning. They were hyping that up as like everyone within DC, everyone's working at DC Universe is like, this is the series that like you guys are going to love. This is for the fans. And like, we're the, we're super excited about it. But now all of a sudden you're going to squander it. Something doesn't, something doesn't add up, you know, something doesn't add up. I don't at know. All. Something, something sounds kind of fishy because, you know, maybe, maybe as a creator thing, maybe, uh, the creator of Swamp Thing was Alan Moore. Uh, yeah. Didn't want, or maybe they weren't giving him any credit for the creation, which, you know, they, uh, I don't see how that would even be possible because his name is all over the fucking place with Swamp Thing. Yeah. Well, his whole thing is that he doesn't want credit. He doesn't want anything to do with like the, the movies and TV shows and stuff. Like he, he's, he, like he has had, ha had his name removed from movies like that they've made of his comics because he's like, I don't believe in this. I don't believe in making movies out of what I'm doing with comics. It belongs in comics. So he's like against all of it. Um, yeah, but at the same time, you so got to get with the times and you know, as right. how are you going to get yeah. people to read your comics? I mean, yeah, you've got people like you and me who have been reading comics forever and we will probably continue to read comics until the end of time. However, oh, yeah. you know, you got the people that, 
and trust me, I've had this conversation with people who watch the fucking MCU and, you know, they go and pick up a comic book and be like, well, this is too, too much. It's nothing like what you see in the movies. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> the movies kind of yeah. warm you up to get you introduced to the character. Then you go and pick out <laughs> the books and you read the books and you figure out which yeah. stories you like and which ones you don't. That's the whole point. That's why you see people get so bent out of shape about the fact that DC, you know, I don't understand why people are giving DC a hard time except for the Justice League movie. Yeah. Um, no, which we, right. we I, I agree with you and Jordan. We don't discuss that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. But, you know, they're like, well, those movies suck. Those movies suck. I'm like, dude, read a fucking comic book. If you yeah. read the book, you will see why even, you know, the true comic book fans enjoy these fucking movies. Oh, Batman doesn't kill. Yeah. Uh, let me introduce you to the right. Golden Age. Yeah. And, and you had the same complaints whenever Man of Steel happened. And they were like, man, well, Superman doesn't kill. I'm like, okay, well, like, let's look at the times that Superman has faced Zod, not in the modern era, but like just in general. Yeah. Uh, he, he like has in the comic books, he has killed Zod and been like, I hate to do this, but I'm going to kill you. And then in Superman 2, surely people are going to be like, well, the Donner cut changes that. Okay. Well, that came 35 years later, but in the theatrical cut, which they all say is the canon version, uh, he killed Zod after he turned them in, after he turned him into a, per, literally into a human, took his powers away, broke his hand, killed him by throwing him off of a cliff. In the Fortress of Solitude, and then he's smiling about it. Exactly. Like, Dude, like, okay, okay. I'm sorry that, like, you, you, you're not a really good, you're not a very good gatekeeper there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you think that, like, you're just, you're just mad that you actually had a Superman that was grieving about the fact that he had to kill the last of his kind. Oh, sorry that you have to actually deal with maybe emotions. That's I mean, just like right? people, people sit there and. You know, and, and also like, to save a family is, you know what I mean? Exactly. He's like, about to like, oh, it's better to burn this family alive than have Superman kill. No, uh, but they want him to save a cat out of a tree, like, which doesn't make sense because cats will find their way out of a tree. They will find, trust me, I know. I've had a bunch of cats that cut up in trees. They make their way down. We don't need Superman to save them. Also, we maybe don't need to let Zod burn the family in half. <laughs> so, like, you exactly. know, like, like where, where's the, where you draw the line? And, you know, per, uh, and, you know, just like I have, uh, I posted something, uh, I think you, I know, I know Jordan saw it, but I think you saw it. I posted a picture of a pop vinyl of the Grim Knight that I'd found on Amazon. Yeah. And then I had, I had right. one of my friends just like randomly post up there, like, it had nothing to do with the topic, talking about some Bale is the best Batman. I'm like, you couldn't be more wrong if you tried. <laughs> like, I, I I do not dog anybody who likes the Bell Batman. I just never have liked the Bell Batman. I like my Batman to look a little bit muscular, like you know, Batfleck being the greatest. But you know that 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 being beside the point. I I just wish that people would be more open to ideas of originality instead of you know thinking that everything's supposed right. to match up with each other because that's not going right. to happen when it comes to comic books and TV because trust me, shit happens in comics that you ain't going to be able to ever adapt into a movie. Right. Like ever. Yeah. yeah. And people that like adore the Dark Knight Returns and like the idea of like a jaded Batman who's like lost his way or like shit on like a Batman v Superman movie for like having a Batman who's not like a hero. It's like, 
what do you, you literally were just tweeting how great the Dark Knight Returns is and how you want to homage that in your next book. But like, you're going to, you know what I mean? You're talking about how Batman should never be dark and like not the hero, but you know what I mean? It's just, there's this, there's this hypocrisy of people that like can't see the difference, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. I really, really do. And I enjoy the Tim Burton uh, Batman movies too, like the 89 Batman movie for sure. Oh, absolutely. But like, you know, it, you know, I enjoy them for what they are and it, it's okay that I don't, people just need to stop being so combative. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so tribal for some reason. Yeah. It's just like, if you don't agree with me, well, you're literally a Nazi. So. You know, that's kind of like the attitude. It's just like, well, hang on a minute. Why, why can't you know? we all have different <laughs> yeah. opinions? Everybody has to match everybody else's. Like, right. that's what the problem is. Like, just chill out for two seconds. I'll hear you out. You hear me out. We're allowed to disagree. <laughs> it's okay. Just yeah. like you, you loved birds of prey. Yeah. I, I did. did not care for it. That's fine. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit there and dog you for it because you <laughs> liked it. And you're not going to dog me because I didn't like it. It was a matter of no. opinion. Yeah. And I'm sure if you were like to go through and explain why you didn't, I'd probably be like, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> you I know? Like, yeah, to me, fun. when I watched yeah. it, all I saw was a DC version of the first Deadpool movie. That was all I saw. I gotcha. Yeah. And, and, and that's not, yeah, that's not uncommon. I, I've definitely seen that complaint for sure. But you know, yeah. that's beside the point. I know, um, uh, I got, I, I got carried away. I apologize. I we talked, we went from <laughs> talking about horror movies to horror comics and then no, the comic dude. books. And it's just like, okay, back up, no, back on track. Like you just. Yeah, you gotta follow, dude. You just gotta take it where the where the conversation leads you, man. You just gotta, yeah, you just gotta like, follow yes. it and see where it goes, man. I love it. I don't have very many people here to talk to about comics because where I work is like everybody's like a big sports fan, which is fine if you like sports, but yeah. don't sit there and criticize someone for being thirty five years old and being like <laughs> strong hardcore in the comics. Like, what makes them? You know, why? Why do you like them so much? Uh, they're not a real person, right? Uh, yeah, fuck you, dude. I can look up to whoever yeah, the fuck. Neither I want. are the athletes that you guys worship. Right? So, <laughs> you know? most of them are fucking like steroids and fucking. Well, it's like they might as well not be real anyway. You know, it's like not like anyone, not like we're friends with exactly. them. Exactly. You know, you know? Exactly. no, you don't. I mean, know these are the same group of assholes that sit there and think that it's stupid to play a video game because or watch someone play a video game. That's pathetic. You're not even playing the game. Meanwhile, they're the same assholes that are sitting in the yeah. living room screaming at TV. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Exactly. They. They. That, they, they that whole I, thing I, it'd be just, different. Yeah. I'd, I'd have a different opinion on it if they would come and be like, "Oh, well, that's cool. You like that? You know, you, well, I like this. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No problem. You like what you like. Right. I like what I like. We can get along. We're you know we're, we're yeah. copacetic. But instead, all I we're get all nerds for yeah, something. Exactly. Though. Everybody's a geek. Yeah. Everybody. Whether it's football or golf or, or comic books or movies or whatever. You're nerd for something. You're you, you like something. There's yeah. always that one thing that you yeah. get like at my like at my job. Like I'm not a big football fan. I, I've always liked baseball more, but I'm more of a hockey person. Baseball and hockey are pretty much oh. where I'm at. But at my work we have Dallas Cowboys fans and it's so funny because I don't know the first <laughs> thing about football except for the fact that uh I keep hearing that the Cowboys weren't really uh, haven't been as good since the early nineties. But anytime I make a joke about <laughs> that know. at work, 
like these guys can ridicule me for, you know, liking Batman yeah. and, you know, reading comic books or playing video games. Mm-hmm. And they can ridicule me for that all day. But the second I say yeah. one negative comment is a joke about the Cowboys. Yeah. You swear I just pissed on their ancestors' yeah. graves. Well, just, just do this. And I don't know much about sports at all, but I'm, I'm three hours away from Dallas. So. Next time they're talking about it, just be like, I don't know, guys. I think the Chiefs really have a chance. <laughs> that will – actually, maybe don't say that because you might get murdered. <laughs> you know, I don't want that to happen. But like whatever it is, just be like say, you know, oh, the Chiefs might be okay this year. Yeah, they might have a chance. That will literally get their goad. But sports fans are savages. So, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> take your risk there. But I'm just saying I, that. Put that out I there. Definitely, that seems to get them excited. I definitely like to play my cards where I know I can deal them. That's for damn sure. <laughs> and sometimes at work, that's not going to cut it. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. that, that was what the whole, you know, I, that's why I like talking about – I get carried away talking about my geek stuff. Like, they like – why do you always carry a tablet with you? Cause I read my comics on it. Well, why don't you just do the real thing and just yeah. go buy a comic book? Go, Cause the nearest comic book shop's a fucking hour away and I got priorities. Well, there you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not going to take an hour I mean, yeah, and a half. I'm the same way, dude. I'm not going to take like two hours out of yeah. my day just to drive somewhere when I could be spending right. that at home. Exactly. I'm the same way. Like as far as like people to talk about comics with, like I, I, I have like a, I mean, my friends don't really like collect comics. I do have like one of my good friends, John, he uh, is like more of like into like, he'll, he'll get graphic novels and like swamp thing is like his character. So he has like every swamp thing appearance and stuff like that. So it's cool. So we can talk about that kind of thing, but he's not like a regular, like keeping up with any kind of continuity at all. He's just, he just buys things that he's interested in, which is awesome because he like shows me new things and stuff too. But like, that's pretty much it. And outside of talking to, uh, well, on this podcast and then like outside of talking to Jordan on DC Comics Squadcast, like I don't, you know, that's, that's my like being able to like talk about comic books, uh, especially like regular current continuity. Well, now you can throw me uh, into so that it's cool to get because uh, I'll be going to talk with and, you on Twitter well, about that. Yeah, I was going to say that. And then here we are, like that podcast led us into Twitter. And like meeting people and that like, so like we now we're like talking about comics and shit like that on Twitter and stuff now. And that led, that led, you know, to us having this uh, just about to be three hour long podcast, <laughs> the longest <laughs> in horror comics, like history, not even talking about like horror comics, but just in general horror and comics in general. So, which is awesome. So it's like, it's just a cool sort of roundabout way that things work and like, uh, this is definitely gonna be like a different episode of this show, but I fucking, I don't, I don't mind at all. Like, I think it's awesome and I want to do things like this and just have different. Now I know that you, uh, sort I know of, that you and Jordan you know, have already discussed it on, you know, DC comic Squadcast, but I think that this would have been a really good, uh, this, this show would have been perfect for DC. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's crazy. DC is just yeah, fucking I, amazing. It is, man. It really is. I, I think we mentioned it briefly when we were talking about the Hill House comics when I was talking to Joey, but like the yeah, the deceased books by Tom Taylor from uh, and they're not even like they're not even like the black label like mature rated, which books. is surprising. The, well, it is because it's super bloody and like gory and shit. I mean, dude, and, like, the last like, the last issue spoilers for anybody up here, but. That you guys talked about it already. The part where Vandal Savage is just like Wonder Woman. Oh shit. That fucking, yeah. I was dead, dude. I was like, Oh my dude, fucking God. Rips, 
vertically rips the dude and in they half. showed it and they show the whole thing and this is like that that is literally the moment when i was like wait what is this big? is this the mature no oh no this says teen 12 plus okay yes yeah, comicsology like, oh, has it rated different comicsology has it rated plus oh, really? 15 oh okay yeah i know that the, the physical comic at least the, the copy that i have does not have that. No, dude, that shit's so fucking brutal <laughs> oh, man. perfect man like yeah no it's incredible i would love when this is all done i would love that per- personally going you know talking about horror movies and stuff like this this would make a perfect dc animated movie oh dude absolutely. it would definitely have to be rated yeah. r there's no fucking way around that yeah. but it would yeah. be perfect yeah and just no holds barred don't hold them back oh, make don't it a horror like, movie you know tone it make down. it a horror yeah. movie make it and it's so for sure. and it's so fucking what what made this story so much more brilliant than any other stories is the first person, the first legit person that you see get taken out in the whole fucking run. The one person that everybody always runs to to say that he is going to be the one to solve this. He's going to be the one to save everybody. They took him out of the yeah. fucking equation. Yeah. And like but they do it with like this but okay, I say they. Tom Taylor, the writer, like he has this way with like like doomsday apocalypse situations and also like heartbreaking tear jerking moments and like making you care about what's going on and like these characters and whatnot and like just breaking your heart. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, they need to have that. The If they do a movie of this or a couple of movies, they have got to pull from that aspect because that's what makes it matter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's horror stuff going on, but like it's the heart of it that makes the horror so impactful yeah, and just like uh, in the story it makes it so powerful it's like that, that you have this heart about these characters like superman knowing he's infected and going to say goodbye to his family before he gets infected which i won't spoil how that goes but yeah. like you know he goes to say goodbye to his family and those moments are just so good like that, that's what you got to capture if you're going to make this into a movie got to capture those moments have to have but then that, still having know? the lightheartedness to make the right. certain jokes like they did with the first issue of Unkillables when somebody yeah. stumbles across another body and then makes the headstone to be the most perfect thing that was ever <laughs> written for yeah. said character. Cause that was, <laughs> yeah. that was definitely something that he would say. So yeah, I mean, people just go, just go get deceased and start with just deceased. And yeah, you got to read it all the way. Through. I don't know when there's going to be a collected edition, but they had like the deceased and then they had deceased a good day to die. Uh, the collected edition like is and, already on comiXology for the first run of deceased okay, and yeah. it includes yeah. a good day to die. Oh, perfect. Okay. Awesome. So there's get that. And then get uh, the one that's coming out now, which again, who knows when it'll be coming out again, which we've only got what two issues so far. I yeah, think. it's only a three part. Just like, okay, yeah. So, God, quite a what a what a cliffhanger. So yeah, Dude, right? got, now uh, we got like deceased un unkillable. So yeah, yeah, yet it gets killed the next week because it's just like fucking the, like literally the following week is when they put the cancellation on. Uh, new releases and i'm just yeah. like you motherfuckers. i know right dude oh oh man i understand but at the same time it's like jesus God, felt like cartman from south park but... you're breaking my balls man <laughs> you are literally breaking my balls here i dude you can't leave that kind of a cliffhanger and like okay well no new comics for about three months oh fuck you my friend yeah you guys just totally I mean, walking dead God. at us yeah exactly 
fucking nuts, Which man. is so funny about Walking um, Dead because I actually read the comics and that whole part when Negan showed up and, you know, he killed somebody at the end of that one season and everyone's just like, oh, I wish yep. someone would let me know who it is that he killed. I was like, well, I could fucking tell you. You don't watch the show. Yeah. I was like, no, I don't, but I read the comic book. It's like, well, tell me who it is then. I told him who it was. Uh, and they were just like, no, they're not going to kill him, man. He's too important for the show. I'm like, eh, well, you think that? No, it's well, not him. <laughs> and then, like, the following, like, season, like, that ends up being the case. And they're just like, fuck you, man. Why'd you want, why'd you tell me that? Yeah. You fucking asked me, you <laughs> dipshit. <laughs> right. Uh, don't ask if you exactly. don't know. Yep. Yep. All right, look, man. All right, we gotta. We, I gotta shut this down. Oh, shit, it's, yeah, it's, man. Dude, it's I've been having bedtime. Yeah. Sorry about this, man. This has been fucking, dude. Don't apologize for anything. I want. I asked you to do this, so <laughs> knowing where it could go, and it could have gone a lot longer. I just, I'm like, I'm looking at the time. I'm like, I, I gotta go to bed. Yeah. Uh, but, dude, it's been a blast, man. Okay, so here's the thing, and I, in the intro, I'm gonna say all this again, but just to reiterate. Uh, you have your own podcast. You've got your own social media. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and, you know, what you want to talk to everybody about? Just just sell everybody. What's Give, give them. Give uh, it to I, them. I always suck at this part but because uh, you know, I never actually think this through. But I'm on uh, Anchor at Legendary Bearded Geek Podcasts. Uh, Pretty much, I talk about anything that's geek related from video games, horror movies, just movies in general, comic books mostly. Yeah. Fucking, uh, I'm very vulgar, as you can tell. Um, I'm also on Twitter. Well, if, if they're listening here, then if they made it this far, then I'm pretty sure mind. they know. Uh, <laughs> I don't have very much of a filter. So if I've said anything that offends anybody, I apologize. That was not my intention, but uh, I'm also on Twitter mm-hmm. at, uh, at bearded geek 19. I had to change it because they gave me one and I took me forever to figure out how to change the actual thing to what I wanted. Um, right. I mean, just follow me up there. I post podcasts whenever I can. And, you know, thanks to, thanks to Chris, I've been trying to be a little bit more. He's been helping me get more comfortable doing this whole thing. And, you know, yeah, man, got to keep going. I, I thank you yeah, for having it's me. Been, dude, I've, I've literally, seriously, this has been fucking awesome. <laughs> talking about <laughs> just literally talking about like horror movies and then just where, again, wherever that takes you. Like, that's what's so fun. Never in my life. Uh, me and Jordan have done like a couple of episodes that were like three hours that were like, there was some like moments of like, okay, well, we got to edit that out because we were trying to figure out what we're going to do next. I've never just had a straight up three hour long podcast where we're just straight up just talking about shit. Like, and that's fucking awesome. So I, I apologize that we it, didn't man. talk about more horror and well, towards the end, but I tried, I tried, hey, I got carried again, away. No, hey, same here. Again, it, it just, that's what I love about following the conversation. You just trail it off like, like a Joe Rogan style podcast kind of thing where you just see where the conversation goes, man. And I, I again had a blast with the whole thing. Hey man, me too. So uh thanks. Yeah, dude. So thanks for coming by. Everybody check out Legendary Bearded Geek and uh follow this podcast and subscribe and leave uh positive comments and whatnot because it helps in the search engines and all that stuff. It really does. I, maybe iTunes might be the one that, that I think they're actually maybe the only one that has like where you can leave reviews and comments and stuff. So the positive reviews help. So go check that out, subscribe and leave positive comments, uh, for uh, legendary bearded geek. And dude, uh, it's been awesome having you. And, um, 
we will do it again. I'm sure the next time we're like, well, let's set aside three or four hours to <laughs> talk about whenever the next big horror movie comes out or maybe the big, next big news, we can come out and talk about that. So that'd be awesome. Hell yeah, so, dude. Hell yeah. yeah, man. All right. All right. That wraps up episode 30. Jesus Christ. Uh, over three hours of chit chat with my friend Eric, legendary bearded geek. Go check him out on Twitter, Instagram, uh, all the podcast places. Thank you all for being here. I really appreciate you listening. Uh, if you made it this far, uh, hey, thank you. But I just, I, I wanted to throw it out there that, um, if you want to send in show mail or your personal real life, you know, spooky stories, spooky experiences, scary fucking whatever, real life stuff. I, I want to make that a segment, but so far I haven't gotten anything uh, outside of the Halloween episode um, that was legitimate. Uh, so, you know, I would love to get those uh, real life stories. So if you got them and they're real and don't fuck with me, like seriously, like don't fuck with me. Just send me your real shit because I want to have it. You can send it to horrorcomicspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can get in touch with me at horrorcomicspod on Twitter. Send me a DM. Follow me. I will follow back and we can chat uh, about whatnot. If you're a creator of horror comics, horror, and that's, you know, loose. It can be loosely horror, sci fi, you know, whatever. If it dabbles in horror, um, and you want me to talk about it, I'll be happy to do that. I've talked about Show's End. I've talked about Stoker and Wells, uh, both great books. I've talked about, holy, Tales from the Black Circle. Uh, fucking so awesome. Uh, Gravely Unusual Magazine is absolutely incredible. Hell's Tales from Ghastly Publications um, are fantastic. These are books that I've mentioned. These are... Uh, uh, pro writers and artists and editors that are that are kicking ass and doing it themselves they're not relying on any kind of big money or any kind of corporate funding they're doing it themselves and these artists writers editors publishers are uh again they're kicking ass so support them go find them they're great people uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. So if you've, if you picked up the most recent Hell's Tales, uh, print in the very back there on that last page, there's a horror comics podcast ad, which is really cool to see it meant a lot to me. Uh, really, uh, really was really cool. Uh, to, I mean, I can't even really, uh, describe it. It's very, very cool to uh, open up that book and see that. It's just, uh, it's kind of strange. It's kind of surreal in a weird way. And a lot of people would be like, well, you know, that's it's just an ad, you know. But at the same time, it's like your thing is in a comic book, you know. it's a, that That's a printed piece of history that I've got bagged and boarded. And it's now, you know, part of, part of my home, you know. <laughs> that's really cool. So uh, I dig that. So go check out Hell's Tales. Again, it's Ghastly Publications on Twitter, and you can follow links on there to buy your copy of Hell's Tales. And the same for all of those artists and writers and publications. Go buy all that shit. Seriously. Ghastly Publications, I think you can still get a copy of uh, Issue 3, I think, and you need to get it 
because it's awesome. Uh, and the same for Hell's Tales, same for Show's End, same for Tales from Black Circle. Just go check out everybody and, and buy their stuff. Support these, these, I don't even want to say up and comers because they're all pros at what they do. It's just, you know, they don't work for the big corporate companies. So, uh, indie, I guess is what you would say. I don't know. Sometimes that word has negative con, I don't know, connotations. I don't know, but check them out. Go support, please, for the love of fucking God. Check them out. And, uh, it would mean the world to me if you would, if you would support these creators and any creators. Maybe tell me what you're supporting. And I don't know. There's people in my inbox that I still have to get back to and I feel bad, but I'm going to do it. Thank you all so much for listening and, uh, enduring such a long episode. But again, I had so much fun doing it. Go check out Eric and please support his podcast, Legendary Bearded Geek podcast. And, uh, we will be back. In our next episode with uh, Witches, the first half of Volume 1 of Witches with Joey. And uh, it's a blast. And this has been a blast. Thank you all. Please take care. Check out the show notes and follow the links. Help out the show. Take care. Keep reading Horden Comics. Wait, what? Keep reading and Horden Comics? Keep reading Horror Comics. Thank you. Take care. <laughs>